Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 132. Thanks for being here, all of you. Guys, welcome back. It's been a three-week absence. We've been busy with bit. stuff. Kevin uh, was gone. I was fucking sick, dude. I was sick. I was dreadfully sick. I took two COVID tests and they came back and said, this ain't COVID. Whatever, whatever nightmares inside your body ain't COVID. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's like the only time that I would have been like comforted mm-hmm. that I understood what was going on with my body because I was fucking sick, dude. Sick. I was convinced that it was COVID. I was convinced it was COVID. And I mean, I'm here like a like a football player. I can't name a position where you would do this. Like a quarterback, maybe. Dodging COVID left and right. Because like you were traveling. <laughs> the only dodger on the team. <laughs> <laughs> my, my girlfriend had traveled. She got COVID. And she I was COVID. like, I'm going to get it. Like it is right. inevitable. It is going to happen. And oh, I'm yeah. still good. Yeah, you're about to get inflicted with doom. So what happened to you? You went to Detroit? I went to Detroit for a work offsite. Right? Sure. And I, I hadn't traveled since, what, 2019 when I saw my folks at one time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the before times. In the before times, right? Uh, and then the world changed. And then we got Bo Burnham's inside. And that's all that's happened in the last two years. <laughs> well, we got his inside outtakes now. Oh, that's yeah. good. And then I think there's an attempted coup as well. So three things occurred. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I was a little excited. I was like, you know, because I used to travel back in the day. I just travel a bunch. Mm-hmm. Airports, that's my... I breathe planes. I breathe them in. <laughs> and then I exhale the planes. <laughs> so that was fine. But in the back of my head, I was like, this is like the best way to get sick. Is that like a Mega Man ability to like to breathe, breathe in parts and become? Yeah, you go to fight Plane Man. <laughs> What's your deal, Plane Man? I'm planes! Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm 20% man, 80% rudder and blade. <laughs> We're gonna try to fight to whoop ass, Mega Man. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna go fight fucking Scissor Man yeah. first, oh. <laughs> <laughs> or like Grass Man. That seems easier. Yeah, Grass Man seems on the level. He's very, very mellow. <laughs> so yeah, I'm out there and I'm thinking to myself, wow. Like when I get to the, I got to the airport right now, mm-hmm. and I said, wow, nobody's wearing a fucking mask. That's crazy. It's almost like they forgot about the pandemic that happened. Oh, fourth thing that occurred. Did they forget it, or are they conveniently just waiting for that point where they can finally take off the COVID muzzle that they've been trapped in? The COVID muzzle. Some yeah. people never put that muzzle on, man. Oh, they did. Like, yeah, it's uh, it was a little, it was a little fucking zany. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, it was a little I- fucking zany. And on the plane, they made this fucking announcement, like this angelic announcement, going, "Well, our uh, our rules and regulations have changed, so masks." are optional now Mm -hmm. as if it was like an advertisement Mm -hmm. it's like hey go ahead and start just breathing in each other's farts and spit again it'll be fine this is a four and a half hour flight (laughs) it's unfortunately one of those things that i talked to you about where it almost benefits the flights to have this in place to promote flying and get people out there because a lot of people you know the whole my body my choice people of being like well i have to wear a mask so like i don't want to i don't want to be on this flight i don't want to do that i'd rather drive to fucking new york from, rather get from my California. pickup and drive across this beautiful country where the libs are taking my freedom and spend six dollars a gallon on gas rather than oh, fucking fuck yeah, wear dude. a mask on a plane but yeah it is one of those things where it's unfortunately inviting to people to be like well if i don't have to wear it then yeah fuck it i'm gonna travel but like for people like you and i who are still a bit more conscientious and being safe and you know not wanting to catch a debilitating disease i don't know i will still take comfort in wearing a mask because like i'm gonna do that 
wherever I go. Like, we went to the store earlier, and I'm just like, let me go to my car real quick, grab my mask. You know, yeah. we, ha- we have our vaccines. I've had my first booster, but even still, like, you never know what the fuck's going to happen. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. The, the fact that there's any pushback on it is just so fucking, like, you sound like a baby, like, mm-hmm. when you complain about wearing masks. A little baby. Yeah. You need to be spanked in public. <laughs> you want to spank these Republicans out in public for not wanting to wear masks? Listen, Daniel, nothing else has worked. <laughs> we need to make a public example. <laughs> Gotta get their red, white, and blue asses and start spanking them. <laughs> nothing more patriotic. Come here, I'm doing this for America. <laughs> but yeah, so I got sick somehow. <laughs> and uh, Detroit became a nightmare. And if yeah. you don't if you've never been to Detroit Rock City, mm-hmm. uh, it sucks. It's a terrible place, and I hate it, and I never want to go back there. And you couldn't pay me to go back there, and I was being paid to be there. So you couldn't you just couldn't get me back there again. You described in less than a paragraph, seven mm-hmm. nightmarish things that had happened. Yeah. Between you getting sick, between, what, a fire drill? Oh, there was a fire at the office that all the elevators were, like, shut down in the morning after. Everyone was like, what's going on? Oh, there was a fire. There was an electrical fire. That's that's Uh, insane. Somebody tried to kill us in a crosswalk. (laughs) It was was the funniest thing, too. Uh, Of course it was a motherfucker in a giant pickup truck, by the way. Yeah. Which, um, I gotta tell you, I don't know if we have any listeners that drive a pickup truck, but if you drive a pickup truck, you're a bad person. (laughs) simple as that like the math is there Uh, and there really isn't any wiggle room on that (laughs) you're just a bad person so (laughs) and i'm on the crosswalk and like we have like the fucking go Mm -hmm. right and this isn't even a situation of somebody like making a right on the crosswalk like while they have an opportunity Mm -hmm. this person was coming in making a left turn from like the lane like behind us like making a left in the crosswalk and what they did when they saw us in the middle was honk Hmm. they honked at us to get out of the way so they can drive through the crosswalk. And I was like, is that fucking normal? And I'm sure it's people like, yeah, it's Detroit, man. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not going back. <laughs> that sucks. It does seem like every city has their own individual, like, driving laws about them. Apparently. And, and their man-made laws. Like, and then all laws. the East Coast thing of jaywalking, by the way, mm-hmm. like, they they will not wait for, like, the go mm-hmm. on, like, let's say you're crossing the street. They'll watch the actual light. Like, they'll watch, and, like, the second it's red, they'll start going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, they won't do that waiting thing. And, like, there's a reason why there's a lag between the uh, pedestrian walk signal and the light, because idiots will blast through on yellow, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they'll blast through. And if you are a person against two tons of metal, the fight is, like, not an even even matchup, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like Robocop versus, like, a rapist. Like, that rapist doesn't get his ball shot. It's going to happen, right? It's a genuine scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it's a good call. <laughs> so, and Robocop is from Detroit, so I thought that, you know. It all oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's okay. all Detroit. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that happened that pissed me off, um, I'm in my hotel room. It's a shitty hotel, by the way. Uh, the AC didn't, like, work. A veritable roach motel. Yeah, because my (laughs) boss got bit by a roach and had to, like, move hotels. Insane. Yeah, she's, like, (laughs) texting me in the middle of the night going, like, hey, I need some, like, emotional support. And I'm, like, I'm dying myself. Like, my throat is constricted. I can't swallow water. Uh, I I have the chills. I have a fever. And I'm just, like, I have to have COVID. Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And she's, like, I need emotional support. I'm, like, well, what's going on? She's, like, do roaches bite? (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like oh i've never been bitten by a roach but it's not outside the realm of p- 
possibility that a bug could bite. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked it up and I was like, they're not really aggressive, like palmetto bugs or normal roaches. They really just want to eat your dead skin cells. So they, mm. there's a chance that they'll wait until you fall asleep to start nibbling at your like your little toesies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, if, if you have a bite on your foot, which she did... <laughs> it's like, yeah, you might have gotten bit by a roach. What is the suspicion about a roach biting her? She found the fucker in the bathroom, just living his best life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, now my foot's swole. What's going on here? What's going on? So, you know, did the detective work and blamed that roach. That roach is a dumb bitch because it should have <laughs> fleed the scene of the crime. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're just incriminating yourself by chilling in the bathroom. Right, get out of there. But I'm, di- like, I'm dying in bed, and mm-hmm. then suddenly out of no- nowhere... Uh, somebody starts fucking banging on my door as hard as possible, going, and then just walks away, like calmly walks away. Sounds about right. And I'm like, what the fuck was that, dude? And like, then I realized like, oh, somebody's just trying to scare me for fun. And I'm like, why would you do that? What? Like, they didn't even sound like a kid. They didn't sound like a 17 year old, like fucking around. Sounded like a grown man that did that. Why? I don't know. Did you ever do that as a teenager? No! <laughs> Bang on random people's doors and No, I didn't fuck with people when I was a teenager. I don't like fucking with people. That's, that's like, lowest common denominator, yeah. like, bullshit. No, I, I had... You must drive a pickup if you do that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to because it's like you, you and your friends got to fucking run and dash into the bed of the truck and drive away as soon as you can. <laughs> right. So. so Detroit was bad. Yeah, it, um... It set the precedent for bad traveling. We're going to be traveling in in, oh, goody. in uh, September <laughs> to go see Nine Inch Nails at the Red Rocks. Yeah. And who boy, am I nervous for it. Yeah, you're going to get so sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't traveled <laughs> since I last saw my family in late 2018. I was supposed to go home. When was it? I think it was March of 2021 because okay. uh, my good friend Dave got married. I was supposed to be the best man. Had to miss that entirely, which kind of fucking sucked. But I was like, you yeah, know we were both supposed yeah. to go to that. But like yeah. everyone was getting infected left and right. Well, yeah, time. we hadn't gotten our vaccinations yet either. So no. we're like, let's just play it safe. And it was in Florida. So it was this whole thing. But right. I don't know. So we'll see how it goes in September. I'm going to try my, my hardest to to be safe about it and i was saying maybe even get my second booster by then but second booster i don't know right on twoster get the twoster in you. <laughs> yeah yeah get well, strong i think we need to roll into some stuff here because we're about like 13 minutes in okay yeah yeah and you want to talk a, about video games this is a gaming podcast oh but video games are trash video games are so fucking boring these days it's like Elden Ring came out, gave us what we needed. Every everything else has just been limp dicks. Ugh. It, it's been rough so pickings. Boring. Ugh. We were looking at your cross media bar before yeah. we started the cast, and I literally said, "You that's have, a man in turmoil. That's a man in turmoil. <laughs> you have like this crazy selection of games that like no normal person other than a gamer in Heat would have." Yeah, what was on my on my bar? I think it was like there's Cuphead, mm-hmm. there's Resident Evil 2, there's, there's TMNT, Shredder's TMNT, Revenge. TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. Um, I think Arcade Again was on there for a second because mm-hmm. I like I heard it fully launched and then I play it and I was like, "Oh, they fixed that one thing I really hated." You remember everyone was talking with like the sim simglish in that game? Mm. I know you didn't play the game, but yeah. uh, everyone was like doing the simglish or blah, 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 blah. And I want to kill myself when I hear that stuff. Uh, they actually voice acted it now. They put some voice oh, wow. over and I was like, oh, neat. And then I played it for about 12 and a half seconds. I was like, oh, this is the same game. And then I turned it off. How often has that happened, do you think, where they went in after the fact for a game and added like VA? Uh, I don't. I really don't know. I because yeah. usually, like, when a game starts off with the fucking singlish stuff, like you're gonna be stuck with. That oh yeah, 
That that the Sims it. still does it. Sims still does it. Those people don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm in a similar spot right now. We got the. We'll talk about it kind of in the in the news bucket part of the episode. That's what I'm just calling whatever the it. fuck the, this episode. The news is. bucket. This is more like a like a June in review episode because we missed out on so much and we've talked about doing this kind of like news roundups at yeah. the end of the month and then doing fun stuff like throughout the month, but we mm-hmm. haven't committed because I decided to get like desperately sick. Yeah, you decided to. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, a few other podcasts do this. Uh, Fanbyte has a podcast called 99 Potions, and Ooh. they do the similar thing. I like Fanbyte. They will have just, they do a weekly podcast where they'll talk about stuff, but at the end of the month, they'll do like a recap of the whole month, which is cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, it, and they manage to keep it short enough, unlike us, so we'll, we'll see how this end up ends up like fleshing out for us. But I was going to say, so on my cross media bar, like I've been going through the, the PS5 versions of the Resident Evil games. They yeah, did a yeah, PS5 yeah. version of Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 remake and 3 remake. I played through all of 7, platinumed it, started 3 again. Re-platinumed it. Yeah. All and right. uh, I was also kind of spinning through the PlayStation Plus premium collection because I, I jumped for that. It was only 23 bucks more to upgrade. Okay. Uh, and then it renews in November for like the full rate. And by that point, I think I should know if I want to keep it. But I've just been trying out a bunch of stuff, like things that I never caught at the beginning of the PS4 generation or during the PS3. Uh, I've been playing <laughs> Rezogun. Gravity Rush Remastered, <laughs> Ico, uh, what else? Blasphemous, a game that I've always wanted to check out. PlayStation yeah. Voyager over here. But it's that thing where like I cannot settle on a game that really has my attention. So I'm like, let me play something for like two hours and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. Which I imagine is what a lot of people do with Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. So. That's that's how like my habits were. Yeah. Like I dive in and hope that like I'll download like three games at a time and, and see if one of them like sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, yeah, the last game that really stuck with me that I played in Game Pass was probably Life is Strange: True Colors. Oh yeah, very good game. Great game. Great fucking game. game. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have that privilege on the fucking Xbox. What what is it like a, a thousand G? It's yeah, it's, it's a gamer score. Yeah, thousand gamer score, and you get a you get a little diamondy <laughs> like they, they're trying, they're trying. Yeah, Phil doesn't he doesn't know. It's funny because they set the precedent for achievement systems. Is this so funny? And they got outmoded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up every day of my life. But uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. I haven't sprung for the PlayStation Premium. Mm-hmm. That's like the all-in tier for like your retro games, your PS3 games that you can stream, which it's not too bad. Rezogun, although it is a PS4 game, that's one that you have to stream. And y'all, I nobody mean... wants to stream games. <laughs> well, I want these companies to get it out the fucking back of their head that streaming is cool. Streaming sucks. Sucks. I want to download that motherfucker. I guess it depends on what it is, right? Like, I don't want to do a full cloud streaming version of like Resident Evil Two remake. There's but no, if... there's no, dep- there's no variables here. There's no math. <laughs> okay, it sucks. It's all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say it is probably markedly better than PlayStation Now. But, oh, yeah. I mean, that is kind of the, the dream realized that they kind of rolled the two ideas into each other, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Listen, now. I could just mimic the PS Now experience now. I can play any of my downloaded titles, but I throw some Vaseline in my fucking eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go at it for maybe 20 minutes before I, pr- I knock over the console and pretend that there's a connectivity error. <laughs> there you go. PS Now in a handbasket, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I haven't sprung for it because, like, it's, um, I just up, or sorry, re-upped uh, PlayStation Plus. Re-upped. That's a term that takes me back to, like, Florida. Uh, yeah. When we were re-upping weed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go re-up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we adults, we're like, the weed doesn't work. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, so it'd be 60 bucks to do the upgrade for like the next 360 days or whatever, mm. right? And the only thing that I legitimately want to play out of that entire service, because I've played so many of these games already, mm-hmm. is Resident Evil Director's Cut, like the PS1 classic, yeah. which they have not made available by itself, which is like a little annoying because I probably would have just sprung for it by itself. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I'm like, nah, I don't know. I, I have Gravity Rush 2. I fucking played Rezo Gun already mm. a bunch of times. Well, like, yeah, that was the only thing out when the PlayStation 4 came out. Yeah. That and what, Call of Duty Ghost? In a game called Contrast, if I recall sure. correctly, yeah. Um, God, Call of Duty Ghost. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Bad memories. Oh, my God. Some people defend that. They're dumb, dumb. bitches. Dumb. It's the thing about the PlayStation Plus collection now that with it trying to be on the level of game pass and i'm sure it took xbox a while to get there is the curation and organization of it seems really weird it's just like a lot of sifting until you find the right thing they they top load it too of like here's the most premier stuff you could play right like your returnal your spider-man miles morales your red dead redemption all the shit i fucking yeah you're on that shelf exactly (laughs) it's on that shelf so this it's a tough prospect for you and I because like we've played a lot of these games as, as they come out. But I think for people who might be newer or lapsed gamers, mm. it's a good prospect. My uncle has it. He's he's been playing some Red Dead Redemption too. He seems to really enjoy Mr. it. Mr. David. Mr. David. Yeah, he seems to really enjoy it. Um, so, <laughs> I love the 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 beat on the street kind of like David reports on video games. We need to get him for like an installed like segment on this show. <laughs> it's like what's Uncle David playing this week? <laughs> we could call it the David Down. The David Down. Yeah. <laughs> he, to his credit, yeah, he he's become quite a bit of a PlayStation gamer these days. At oh least in the goodness. last year of having his PlayStation Five, and he platinumed Horizon Forbidden West. Oh my so, goodness, real gamer. Wow, that's a real gamer right yeah. there. I'm proud of of David. Yeah. Have I met this guy? I don't think I don't I've think met. we were talking about this the other yeah. day because we were talking about how I've in the like what 11, 12 years that I've known <laughs> you, I've only really met your parents three times. Yeah, and I still don't really know anything about them. Everything I say is like a new odyssey for you. Yeah, You're just like really. <laughs> but I was like, I don't think you've met my uncle because he came over and spent the night one time when we went to go see Bruce Springsteen in Tampa. But he he crashed on the couch. We went to the show and then he was gone the next morning. And I don't think he really like met you and it was before we were doing the podcast so like he could probably give fuck all about who my roommates were yeah i don't you know? i have no i don't remember this yeah to have crossed paths with the covetous david i, I i've always like <laughs> wonder if we could get him on for a show what it would be and I, I and i think it would either be it would have to be something like star wars related or if we did a backtrack on like mad max fury road oh dude. or or the matrix i feel like he'd be all in for those but <laughs> I don't want to talk to you about Fury Road, though. The disrespect is too real. I'm going to rewatch it this summer. You're going to rewatch Why? Just to see. Just to see. It's been huh? a while. Just You think it's going to yeah. hit? Oh, man. Man, that's like one of my favorite movies, dude. One of my favorites. It's peak cinema, according to the people. I am the people. I am the one people. <laughs> that say it's the People's cinema. Republic of Kevin. Fucking great movie, dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You want to do a backtrack on Fury Road? Oh, my God. Oh my god! I'm I mean, excited. Backtrack right now is kind of the Wild West, and if you guys didn't know, that's our new program installment where we look back on old media and things that we connect with. We did a whole episode on The Lost World Jurassic Park. It's true. Check it out. We didn't really promote it too heavily, but no. it's cool. People seem to really be digging on it, so mm. expect more stuff like that. I'm sure people are wondering, like, oh, I wonder why they didn't review Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, here it is. It sucks. Ooh, That's it. It sucks. I had more fun with it than I did Fallen Kingdom, 
but it was still a little too long, I think. It was way too long. Yeah. It was extremely long. Too many characters. <laughs> and it was about a locust plague. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Fucking dinosaurs were, like, inconsequential in this film. Remember when I told you that there was no. going to be this, like, world-scale event, and you laughed yeah. at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it happened. And then it fucking happened. <laughs> like, like, this cataclysmic like, what event. what are these dinosaurs doing that's world-scale? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it wasn't the dinosaurs. Fucking no. boring. No. Fucking stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of it was fun. There, there were a lot of fun stuff, and I was very satisfied with the amount of dinosaurs and dinosaur-related action we got. Ugh. Chris Pratt was in it just enough for just me enough. to not be annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just it had a lot of character bloat. There were a lot of characters yeah. doing the same role as other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had um, Bryce Dallas Howard and fucking uh, Ellie Sattler doing the same exact thing. Basically, isn't it funny? Like people with three names make you pause. Like, your brain has to be like, oh, what is their fucking... Oh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah. I, I do it every time with... <laughs> like you have to stop. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, exactly. Because I can never You're remember like, if it's Joy it, Taylor or... It's Joy Ta- Taylor-Joy. just don't know, right? These folks got to stop with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got some new rules here. Pickup drivers, bad people. People with three names, stop it. <laughs> you get two. Okay. <laughs> you get two. Let's get the let's do let's this. Do it. Let's fucking let's video games, dude. If you guys didn't know, we are the save room where your civil protections can be overwritten like a copy of Overwatch One. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you can find us. <laughs> Very topical, right? You yes. didn't think I was gonna dive into that shit, right? Fucking heinous. This country fucking sucks. Bunch of pickup drivers decided <laughs> pickup truck drivers decided that they want to undo fifty years of protections because I don't know some fucking stupid book made them say it. God damn it! I'm fucking mad these. Put days, all dudes. of Scotus in the back of a pickup truck running off a mountain. This is this. <laughs> <laughs> Override him with a copy of Overwatch too. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Well, anyway, what's the plug? Uh, you can find us at SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify or iTunes or Google Play. Who cares? Nothing matters. Get the fuck out of here. Video games are boring. This country fucking sucks and pickup drivers are bad people. <laughs> there no, you go. That's that's the plug. Uh, I will say on that note, we're seeing a lot of... <laughs> A lot of solidarity again from PlayStation uh, Studios, but um, not not Sony itself. But not huh? Sony. You not know, Sony you got itself. what Insomniac, uh, Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, Bungie again. All these studios kind of like standing up and, and putting their two cents in about where they stand on on this human rights issue. Yeah, they believe in bodily autonomy. Yeah, pretty simple statement. And then what do the replies say? Stick to games. Mm-hmm. Why are you bringing the politic to the gaming space? And it's like, oh, well, you know, people make video games. I don't care. We're Spider-Man 2. That's how they sound in my head to me. Somebody came at, what is their name? She's a, like a Capcom, like Resident Evil type creator. Something, Susie Hunter? Something Catastrophe. Oh, that uh, Catastrophe. Catastrophe. She, she's actually the, the community manager for the European branch. Okay. So she was kind of doing a thread, a post about her stance on everything and how shitty and fucked it was. And people were like, stick to Resident Evil, stick to games. And her counterpoint was like, well, Resident Evil is like a very political game about a corporation that does heinous things to its people. So right. games can be inherently political as well. People don't want them to be, no. right? And what, what people are actually saying, like, is it's fine for things to be political as long as I agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, I don't want to hear about it. Stop it. This isn't your space. You know, it's it's so funny that that's like, uh, it, it, it's just bare, mm-hmm. you know, when people are jumping into these replies and saying that. I'm just like, God, how do you, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do, Daniel, right? The answer, obviously, is not vote. 
Because mm-hmm. voting hasn't done shit. <laughs> no. I mean, even writing to, like, your congressperson, like, at this point, it could fall on deaf ears. I think a lot of what you could do is peacefully protest. Be careful when you do those things as well. Uh, there's a lot of good threads right now on the best ways to protest. Avoid posting shit on social media. Uh, a lot of people are saying, like, delete your period tracking apps because a lot of that can be used against you uh, and breach, like, HIPAA Act and all things like that. Um, well, any uh, unregulated data on your phone can be used. Yes, you court, exactly. All, all of it, like, from Instagram yeah. to Twitter to even your messaging app. They, mm-hmm. that, that, that could all be used against you. Yeah. So you might want to be careful about what you're doing. Definitely don't post anything about, like, if you're going to attend a protest, by the way. Yeah, which is, it's kind of a, we're going back to where we were in 2020 with, like, the Black Lives Matters protests and how people were, yeah. well, authorities were using like face recognition data against people and like finding them and like we're in really scary unprecedented well not unprecedented times because it's like we're kind of reverting back to how things were 50 plus years ago but it's scary now considering how technology has evolved and how that could be used uh, against people yeah yeah uh, trying to sharpen against the, the people yeah. absolutely um i mean so that that's a, a few things you could do obviously donate to like abortion funds um health public health care aids all that also i believe in effective protest and in often is that peaceful yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, so, like, if if you protest in a manner that the opposition finds acceptable, mm-hmm. it's no longer a protest. Simple. <laughs> it's interesting looking at countries like Spain and, and France, a lot of European countries, actually, where they have gone the route of protesting how, and how they've gone to those lengths to then get these things, like, overturned again. So there is merit to it. But I think the dangerous thing about how it is in America is, like... Some states border on police state, and yep. these cops Most will do them, yeah. fucking anything. That's true, and that's that's the scary danger. At the part. slightest provocation, yeah, yeah, it's it's more about. Uh, I think what I would say to people is careful protest. Yeah, remember Mindful that protesting. you are an enemy the moment you step outside. Yeah, uh, so be very very mindful of where you are and how to protect yourself mm-hmm. for sure. I gotta say, dude, these are fucking like horrifying times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they suck. These are bad fucking times, mm-hmm. and there's people in our country celebrating that. And I got to tell you, I I can't even like recognize the emotional pathways that get you to be such a repugnant fucking human being. I mean, you could look at voting demographics and just see how it is split fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. So it is then not too shocking to like look at a comment thread or see people react and be like. God, thank God they did it. Like, you have Republicans, like, cheering and crying that they finally accomplished this, like, heinous fucking overturning of legislation. And, I mean, it's how how we were talking about COVID earlier, too, where, like, half the nation is split on it. A lot of people thought it was a hoax, didn't believe that we needed mask mandates and all that. So I think that's kind of the shitty thing about living in a bipartisan country where it is going to be basically split down the middle. Very us or them these days, huh? Yeah. Maybe always, actually. It's always been that way in this country, us versus them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, that'll obviously come to a peaceful head. We'll see. I, I'm not optimistic about it, right? But I, I don't want to, like, take the lay down and die approach about it, right? There's a lot of, like, action that could be taken. Roe v. Wade today? Marriage equality tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Who knows what the fuck next after that? Yeah. I mean, the, one of the um, Supreme Court justices was talking about how they were going to come for same-sex marriage. They were going to come for, like, trans and gay rights and all that. And it's, like, it's this topple effect yep. where these people who feel so strongly about the Bible being at the epicenter of our country are going to make these pushes. And they're going to have a scary amount of support. Yep. 
And I wish we could say voting helps. I mean, we voted as hard as we could and we got here. But I think a lot of this was maybe seeded back in like 2016 when like Trump got elected. Yeah. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was an activating point. Yeah. Right. And it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. <sighs> and it will get worse. And that's like the unfortunate thing to like know and feel. It's yeah. like this is going to get worse in in order for it to get better, something painful has to occur. Mm-hmm. Something awful. Something that we can't even fucking imagine probably right now, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, here we are. Uh, there's, you know, Callisto Protocol looks cool, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be <laughs> yeah, excited it's, about it's shit, hard. right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, because I'm, I'm thinking of the people who are going to have to, like, flee their own state to, like, yeah. potentially get a safe abortion or the people that might go about doing it dangerously. Like, you know, people can die from those and I, there are some instances where abortions are necessary to save the the parent and person's life right mm-hmm. so it's it's not just about what what the republicans and these conservatives think it's about like there's there's more to it than that uh-huh, uh-huh. there's always <laughs> something more to it yeah but yeah oh i don't know yeah like it's one of those like the the mind drifts right mm-hmm. it's like just ugh. and like you know logging online it's obviously there's a lot of vitriol it's a lot of hurt a mm-hmm. lot of everything it's hard to like know how to shield yourself a little bit sure. and how to like engage and still be, uh, you know, activated in some way mm-hmm. uh, of what's going on. It's, it's, it's not great. It's not great times. Right. And then like, it, it's so weird. Like I, I think I remember tweeting about the other night. It was like, where we're still expected, like our country's getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live through a pandemic that people have just become numb to where they just don't care anymore mm-hmm. about it. Uh, like it's yesterday's fucking news, and that's the truth of it. Yeah, COVID's yesterday's fucking news. You're gonna get it, but and people don't care. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine for you to get it. There's still people that are immunocompromised that are gonna die if they get it, mm-hmm. and people are like, yeah, that that's what happens. That's math. Right? Well, not to mention like the effects of of long term COVID, like long COVID, that we don't really know how it's gonna affect person to yeah. person. Fucking fucking up people's lungs, fucking up their brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know. We won't know until it happens. Hell, COVID could be like this strain that reactivates in your body after like 10 years and explodes you. Who knows? Who knows? Right? Like, we're just, we're just trying to move on because we need to get that economy going. God darn it. We, we need to get restaurant workers back in there and like, Jesus Christ. Right. And it's like, we're expected to go back to work. We're Mm -hmm. expected to, uh, truck along, right. To continue. And it's like the, (laughs) we talk about unprecedented times, right. And it's like, well, it is how come we don't take a pause and go like, all right, we need like a cultural reset. We need a, a big conversation to occur. We need to rethink our, our day-to-day lives. And the answer is like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's how it feels, right? People are like, yeah. fuck you. Go back to work, idiot. <laughs> keep, on, keep on eating your media. There's a new stranger thing. Shut up. <laughs> that's how it feels, yeah. right? It's just like, what's going on? Like something horrific happens, but here's this other bill or pop culture drop that's going to totally distract you and i think uh, a lot of companies prey on that like just really keeping the masses like numb and distracted god <laughs> it's bleak it's bleak shit it's not it's pretty fucking bleak right like, and yeah i mean it's 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 tough as it ever was especially like now and how it was like a year or two ago at the start of covid and like when the protests started happening to have to log in to work, do a thing while the country is essentially on fire and people's like basic human rights are being infringed upon. And, and knowing that people are dying or going to die, it's like, how can I mindlessly do a job? Like, I, I don't know. It, it's hard. There's it's, I'm at the point where I can't separate it anymore because we've been stuck in this like pot of a bullshit for like two and a half years now. 
our bodies are at war, Ukraine's at war, yeah. our country's at war. Just constant conflict, yeah. and we're expected to mosey on. And, like, I don't even know that the answer is, like, go to a different country, because it's, like, every country has their own, like, pros and cons, right? But yeah. I definitely feel like there are a few countries like ours that are as divided down the middle and are taking these steps backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, um... It's not going to bode well. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I think especially in these times, man, like, take whatever comfort you can, right? Sure. Like, do do what you need to in order to get by. Mm-hmm. Cope. You know? It's fucking hard, right? Especially if, like, if, it, if log off is a thing, like, don't, don't be ashamed that you're mm-hmm. not, like, super, super uh, on top of the timeline and trying to, like, imbibe every single fucking piece of yeah. information. Like, you got to protect your own mental health first, right? Before you mm-hmm. can help others, right? But... Yeah, one thing that I did, one tip that I heard, it's like, don't fucking donate to these goddamn limptic politicians. Donate to actual, like, abortion funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, support that right now, because that's what needs the help yeah. uh, currently. So, yeah, that's, I encourage all that. Yeah, a lot of people are even, not, like, dissuading, but kind of, like, pointing you away from directly donating to Planned Parenthood, because, like, they're at, like, capacity with funds and everything like that. And, like, they're saying maybe... It's a weird concept. Yeah, I mean, it happened... uh, What was it where it happened during, uh, I think, the NAACP during the Black Lives Matter stuff? They were like, oh, yeah, we've received so many donations. Like, give to these smaller charities. Okay. Uh, So it's that same idea. But, yeah, to your point about these parties, right? Like, the Democratic National Committee, like, coming to people and be like, donate to us for our platform so we could change this down the line. And it's like, well, we shouldn't have to, like, make human rights a fundraising issue. Like, somebody actually had, like, said that publicly on the news and, like, very well put, like, we shouldn't be putting these issues kind of as, like, somebody's running points for their campaign. This is something that should have been codified, like, fucking years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And it feels predatory for the Democrats even to be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change this. We're gonna make this our, our next tentpole that we really raise and, and try and make change on. And it's like you you had the chance to, but you didn't. So why is it different now? Yeah. Why should we donate to you now to do the thing that you didn't do? Pretty backwards, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, that's that, that's probably been the the most farcical part of all this, yeah. right? Is seeing uh, Kamala and Biden like tweet about like, oh, you you just gotta vote, you gotta hang in there, honey. <laughs> and I'm just like, you're in charge. You're the ones that we put in the seats of power in order to exert that power, Mm -hmm. in order to do some good. And you're doing nothing. In my viewpoint, there's no Republicans and Democrats. There's soft water Republicans and hard water Republicans. They're all the fucking same. Yeah. I mean, we knew that when we voted for... (laughs) Yeah, we knew that. But literally, it was like the choice between an existential threat and some fucking guy. And honestly, some fucking guy sounded a lot better than this motherfucker that's saying, Proud Boys, stand by and stand back. Mm-hmm. You don't need the fucking TV show host that doesn't care if he causes a nuclear winter back in the Oval Office, right? He's not the freedom or pariah for America that you think he is. He's a piece of fucking shit and a joke. Yeah. Right? But he's also like this fucking, for some reason, this catalyst for the greatest <laughs> anger and evil in this country. Like, the, like, yeah, of course we were like, yeah, let's go for the guy who can barely, like, stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's go for him, right? But god damn it, dude, show a little fucking backbone. I know it's feeling weak these days, but go ahead and just be like, hey, this is untenable, right? Because mm-hmm. the other guy, Trump wouldn't have let 
anything stop him from getting what the fuck he wanted. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we need something like that for the power of good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, not something that's like, we got a color within the lines. Uh, you know, let's not let's not rock the boat. Okay, we're too close to election season. Like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, and do something. God, God, <laughs> angry. Yeah, that that's all I really can be. Uh, and like, obviously, like the sort of things happening right now with Roe v. Wade, like it doesn't directly impact you and I as like you know identifying white cis men, hetero men, but like it affects so many people in our lives, so many people in the country beyond us. And at the end of the day, it's like, well. This isn't about us. This is about people, their choice, and the ramifications of said things. Shame me up for debate. What the fuck? Yeah. We had it for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What, what, what other things, what other protections have just been, like, undone overnight? You know? Like, like what the hell, dude? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it, like I said earlier, it's like, what's next? What are they going to come after next? This country's going to get way worse, man. Yeah. Forgive me if you don't see me uh, stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, I think the 4th of July is going to be very barren this year for a lot of people. I mean, I'll eat a hot dog, but... Ah, well, when there's a shortage of independence, like... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You're always looking for an opportunity to guzzle a glizzy. Oh, dude, I love a glizzy, man. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. All right, well, sorry, listeners, to kind of, like, wax uh, politically for a bit, but... Oh, you don't like politics in your video game podcast? Why do you come to us? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You want us to regurgitate news... I got I th- enough. I think they want us to regurgitate life. some news. Okay, I got mitral regurgitation in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I hear about these Republicans, I want to regurgitate. So. Yeah, I got a little bit of uh, acid reflux. That's a not too reflux. good. I'm yeah. sorry, bud. I can't eat like spicy foods or really even drink past like 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. That's wow. <laughs> we don't need a deep dive on that. Let's get into the news. <laughs> I got a quote of a week for you, bud. I got a quote of the week. Sure. Okay. Quote. I worked really closely with the directors in trying out a few things and landed on something that I'm really proud of and can't wait for people to see and hear. It's an animated voiceover narrative. This is going to be a mystery for you. It's not a live action movie. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber suit running all over. I'm providing a voice for an animated character and it is updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. Match that quote. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's playing Donkey Kong in the yes. Super Mario movie. Yes. No, it's Chris Pratt talking about what his Mario voice is going to be like. <laughs> I think it's just going to sound like Chris Pratt. It's just going to sound like Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like what? It's a me. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. Neat, I guess. I don't know. Um... I got to tell you, it's going to be the most anticlimactic thing on earth when we finally hear this fucking Mario voice. Oh yeah, voice. there's so much like speculation and <laughs> I'm going to put quote controversy around yeah. it. Like it's, we're going to see the movie, it's going to be stupid, it's going to be a fun like little animated Mario movie and that's going to be it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, I learned a fun fact the other day though, mm. uh, because there's not, I don't Chris Pratt bores me. Um, Tom Hanks was almost Luigi in the original Super Mario Brothers film. Oh, wow. Yeah, but because of the commercial failures of Joe versus the volcano, and then some, I think the Burbs or something did badly, Mm -hmm. uh, the producers were like, no, he's on his way out. (laughs) (laughs) Little did they know. Tom Hanks yeah. was at the start of things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did uh, both Philadelphia and um, Forrest Gump like 
right the two after. years after yeah. that. So like, yeah, oops. And then Toy Story and all these yeah. other things. And don't get me wrong, though. John Leguizamo is Luigi. That's my boy. I think that's one of the... Uh, that's great. That's one of the most solid bits of casting we've ever got. It really is. Across <laughs> any medium. <laughs> like, I like I really hope he gets like a cameo or something, right? Like John Leguizamo comes in mm-hmm. in this movie. Like, what is this movie, right? Is it going to be like one of those like self-referential things where like the Mario games are a thing that exists or at least like Mario like uh re- references the fact that he was a doctor and a fucking maybe he's having an existential crisis like what do i do next you i know? mean they, they could do the into the spider-verse thing and yeah. really lean into all the memes Different and Marios. history of it yeah yeah or go like even similarly like the sonic the hedgehog movie route would, but that's a little different because that's live action yeah so. that that feels like the hollywood script in for like mm-hmm. like because you could take the sonic formula and literally replace it with any like toon character mm-hmm. and it'll still like work the same yeah like you could do it with like bugs bunny or something like that it's like it's the same movie like there's nothing intrinsically sonic about that film except for the fact that sonic is in it right oh i don't know about that oh, i'll fight i'll I fight that because like that. i think you could no, here's the thing you could switch out Eggman. you could switch out these characters and sure. just like fucking inject whatever bad guy from like a cartoon and it's like that's that script right like it's not like the movie takes place in green hill zone it takes place on fucking planet earth in fucking washington sure <laughs> i mean yeah it, it is like a yeah. fish out of water story yeah exactly like you <laughs> but... could do that with any fucking character right like with mario i'm like are they trying to go for a similar like mario ends up in modern day new york and falls in love with a girl at a pizzeria <laughs> like what is it gonna I, I don't know if if you're gonna have you have the entire suite of characters right yeah you have casting for for toad donkey yeah, princess. kong yeah, princess yeah, so yeah, like yeah. nah they're gonna go hard into it we're gonna be in the mushroom kingdom we're gonna be fucking okay. doing fucking hero gasms at the castle we're gonna be doing crazy hero shit gasms you know? at the castle it's right be... you want a big old mario orgy scene, I-, I want huh? a mario bacchanalia it's gonna be nuts <laughs> <laughs> who comes luigi with the vacuum oh fuck okay mario takes a mushroom for male enhancement you know we're gonna see shit like that it's gonna be great oh my god wow that's wahoo wahoo indeed yeah as long as my boy diddy's in the movie i'll be happy oh no we're probably gonna get that in the sequel michael Sarah is diddy kong <laughs> i think he did get cast as somebody right michael Sarah? i'm not sure okay we'll fucking figure it out i need to hear this fucking pratt mario voice though i need i need it now <laughs> I need the truth. I just want to see a first trailer to see how it all is working. Because there's a yeah. lot of, like, casting in there that is is tough to imagine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hard. <laughs> Although, I could, like, Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen is Donkey yeah. Kong? That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's, like, that, that writes itself, right? Yeah. And you know that's a backdoor spinoff right Oh, there. for easily. 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 Like, give me a Donkey he, Kong he country movie. I need it. Show me the fucking Kong Wars, mm-hmm. right? Like, I need to know what happens. Oh, the Kong Wars. Right? Yeah. And King K. Rule in there? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So... It was originally supposed to be slotted for holiday 2022. The, yeah, right? it's coming kind of next year now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So we won't get a trailer until like probably like the Game Awards well, or something. Art does take time. Good art. Hey, remember, uh, a game is eventually a game. <laughs> like Miyamoto said. Thanks, Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we got a weird fucking culmination of things to kind of talk about. Sure. Um how do you want to start this first? Because, like, I have more of a structured doc around the things that I wrote, but then I just threw a fucking, like, summer game fest list. Because, like, we... So, I did some streaming things with Mr. Nick yes. Make Monsters. Uh, you can catch me at the Red Herb on Twitch.tv. You can catch Daniel at Dungeons & Daniels. That's the only plug. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but, like, we didn't do, like, an episode recap or anything no. about that, right? Yeah, there was kind of um, a train 
that happened week to week. Actually, it was like two weeks between Summer Games Fest, the Capcom conference, the Final Fantasy thing, all that. Gaming ran a train on us. So, I mean, why don't we do this, right? Because a lot of that was in the beginning of the month. Yeah, yeah, We can do kind of maybe some of our takeaways between all the events, right? Between Summer Game Fest, between all the individual pressers. Summer Games Fest, Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Two hours of almost unbearable promotional stuff. Fucking... Un, untenable. I don't know that he landed it this year. He didn't. It was yeah. fucking boring, dude. Jeff, you brought the fucking, like, the, the soft pedal. Yeah. You brought the soft pedal this year. It, it's tough because... And he I've, warned us before. He was like, don't expect megaton announcements. And it's like, how did we recalibrate our expectations and you still miss them, Mr. Keeley? How yeah. did you do this? I don't know if maybe part of the problem is, like, he... He gets two chances a year, right? He has the yeah. Game Awards, which is already its big spectacle into itself. And I think the Game Awards, in comparison, probably had a, a better right. He does a gaming of... mouth to ass in yes. any given year. Yeah, right? he's like the human centipede of like gaming. Yeah, events. yeah. And his ass play is a little better than his mouth play, honestly. Also, he's not a great host. Like me and no, Nick were talking he's about very this. Awkward. He's very awkward, and yeah. it's like, dude, you've been at this for decades, and like, I just like, I, I'm like cringing. Like I'm like on the inside when he does like his little bits or whatever, right? Like he's not like saying jokes or anything, but he's always like very like, Haha, well, yeah, that looks pretty exciting. So hey, uh, talk to me uh, about uh, so Call of Call of Duty, right? Modern Warfare. Yeah. Let's really <laughs> dive into that. Time. Talk to me about yeah. like let's get in the head of the main character in this modern warfare warfare. What are they thinking when the gun is in their? Uh, like their hands and there's so much going on out there. Hey, just take it away. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> just, I love, just like, shut the fuck up. And then he does the thing where he leads a lot of like, well, what can we expect next? What, is there a hope for a modern warfare three? And it's like, it, it feels no, very no ham fisted. Um, like it. He comes from the point of being this, I don't want to call him gaming sweetheart, but he is kind of a gaming fanboy that just kind of lucked mm. himself into a lot of opportunities. Cause he has, charisma and has connections and it really does with well, all i don't know about the charisma part so much but he definitely has connections yeah, yeah and yeah. uh he does try with all best intention to just kind of like highlight the games and things yeah while sometimes pushing aside more important events but yeah it's it's Here, rough here's my two big notes on, on on game fest right it's uh one you need to edit that bitch down a bit more like it should be no longer than an hour and a half yeah Right. There were some pacing issues. For Big sure. pacing issues. Lot lots of gulfs of just boring shit. Well, and sequencing too. Yeah. I know there were some things got that got pulled that messed up the overall sequencing. But to get like four space games back to back between like yeah, what's going what on like Callisto Protocol, the Troy Baker. I forgot what it's called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a name that's very memorable. It's something like the Space of Up or some some shit like that. It's it's on this list. Hang on here. It's fucking. <laughs> uh, it's not flashback two. Also, what fucking dad is excited? Oh no, Fort Solace. To? Fort Solace. Yeah, gotcha, go. gotcha. Fort Solace. Okay, from a Polish studio. They really mm. like making games in Poland. Yeah. Is there anything else going on in Poland? Not really. Yeah, they're all in their heads making <laughs> cyber spaces and shit. Um. Okay. Well, that looked. Uh, so Roger Clark, who played Arthur Morgan mm-hmm. in the Red Dead: The Redemption, the second. Sure. Uh, is is going to be acting with Mr. Troy Baker. And so, of course, we rolled out Troy Baker on stage so he can be skinny and stand. And, and not wear socks and with not his wear socks. fancy shoes. 
<laughs> That's how you know he's down to earth. Yeah. Okay. That's how you know he's down to earth. Didn't talk about MFTs. Obviously. Did not. Did not. Yeah, no. No. No hater creator kind of <laughs> kind of talk there. And I was a little upset. Um. But yeah, the, the other note is like, yo. Jeff, how about maybe get like a, a dedicated host for these events, or maybe like a guest host? Yes, and like they do main main presentation stuff, talk to people, and then he he comes in when something important needs to be said. Like mm-hmm. maybe like, hey, the Rock is here, and he's going to advertise fourteen things. Oh my god, the Rock bit where he like talked about Black Adam, and then his what, what his energy drink, his energy drink, um, and he he was saying a lot of very strange things to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say strange things to me. And it looked like he just got out from like um, working, working out. But then again, like I, fi- I figured, like The Rock is always just like in some sort of interstitial state of having worked out or about to work out. Yeah. Right. Also, Black Adam looks bad. I'm gonna say that right now. It looks very uninteresting. Yeah, not too hot up on it. Glee Shazam was funny. Like this one's <laughs> trying to lean in, like look how cool he is. He caught a missile with his hands. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. That's cool, I guess. So what else do we get here? We So we got yeah. a whole Street Fighter Six showcase. Yeah, a lot of Street Fighter. Game looks hot as fuck. Yeah. Game looks hot as fuck. I'm not going to take that away from Street Fighter Six. We're getting uh, another alien game. So like this is a, uh, what is it? A TRPG? Uh, no, no, no. It's an ARPG, motherfucker. Basically, it's like XCOM. Mm-hmm. Um, very tactical meaning i will not buy it yeah (laughs) i love aliens but i thought that this was gonna be like a top-down shooter Mm -hmm. like originally and then they're like no 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 no, it's an arpg and i was like ah no it's got a cool name though dark descent dark descent yes yeah yeah, that's true that's a cool name yeah we're getting dlc for fireteam elite by the way Free LC or DLC? Uh, DLC. Okay, so I gotta yeah, pay for it. Yeah, you gotta pay for it. Well, it's a new campaign, though, man. Sure. It's a new campaign. I'm getting it. Yeah. I'm fucking getting it. That game was pretty cool. That game was uh, really, really pretty cool. Pretty fucking fun, yeah. dude. Uh, we got a Warrior trailer for the Callisto Protocol, and uh, one thing that I read about it is the game is half melee, half guns, mm-hmm. and like so... Uh, that's interesting because it looked like there was a lot of visceral attacks. Ha, visceral, Peter Joke. Uh, where they were like coming at the, the weird fucking monster things. I think this game's going to fucking eat Dead Space's lunch, dog. I think this game's going to come out and be like, yeah, Dead Space is going to look fucking yesteryear compared to this shit. Well, that's my feel. It has the advantage of coming out first. It does. And I think <laughs> people are going to be like a little more bored when they get to Dead Space because one, it's a known entity. Sure. They're going to be like, oh yeah, it's kind of like what I already played. And also this is giving you newness and trying different things within the guise of Dead Space's like veneer. It depends. It depends on how they go about the remake formula of it. If they really do do like a reconfiguration of the first game, uh, kind of like the Resident Evil remakes have been trying to do, it could be its own thing and it could blow people away in a whole other way. It could. I think this one's gonna step on its dick so i wasn't super hot on the reveal we got from the playstation what is it called state of play sure. uh, earlier in the month but seeing this i was like you know what there's some cool gameplay facets and conceits about it it does look really cool really tense really gory mm. uh, i'm definitely gonna play it but i because dead space yeah. is probably my favorite survival horror franchise like that is always gonna take the top spot for yeah, me, yeah yeah so yeah gonna fucking eat its lunch dude well it's gonna we'll fucking see. devour its lunch we'll see <laughs> uh really really boring modern warfare 2 uh expose where they just showed people walking around on a boat and shooting at stuff uh, yeah they did a whole like level walkthrough yeah it was which, fucking boring i think that's boring for stuff like this yeah i don't know you didn't you didn't show me a new mechanic you didn't show me like like a, like you know somebody jumping on a jet ski like nothing it was just fucking boring it was just like what are you doing here uh, a game called Witchfire that apparently was announced five years ago and is back. Who cares? Uh, my favorite misdirect happened where they yeah. did 
a trailer for Goat Simulator 3 that looked like, what was it, Dead Desi- Island? De- or Dead Island yeah. 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was funny. People uh, were like, oh, they're actually bringing back Dead Island? And it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> so we got mm. kind it's tough. I'm going to call it a brand new trailer for Marvel's Midnight Suns, oh, but yeah. there still wasn't much gameplay about it. No, <laughs> but they were showing gameplay elsewhere, oddly yeah. enough, like during like IGN's presentation or something like that. And honestly, like I'm not into that style of game. The game looks hot. Game looks pretty cool. Like I might, I might mm-hmm. dive into it. At least the character designs are amazing. Oh yeah, they look really for cool. all of the Marvel heroes and whatnot. So, and then, and then they announced that with this trailer, Spider Man's coming to the game. Yes, still played by Yuri Lowenthal from Marvel Spider Man, mm-hmm. which I think is great yeah. to get him to be like the video game Spider Man. And Venom is going to be in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting all fucking Midnight Sun down. So that, that's cool. That's cool shit. I think so, too. Uh, there's a lot a lot of boring games with not very um, exciting like names. Like things like American Arcadia, which look like Roblox to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called High Water. All, all right. Uh, there's a Stormgate, which is apparently the guys that made fucking StarCraft. Went over and just made another starcraft and call it stormgate which good for them yeah like just all this shit that's like it it felt like noise right Mm -hmm. like there's noise there wasn't anything that was like yo you're really like this is yeah and hitting the essentials we'll probably talk about it in comparison with like the xbox showcase which i thought was very impressive very good pacing very good um just overall collection of games and uh a layout of the next 12 months for for xbox that fucking or 360 that was a tight showcase um we also got neon white they they gave the trailer and release date people are playing it uh apparently it's got a very addictive like first person shooter speed run type gameplay mechanic about it shooter yeah but then it's kind of like surrounded by like sim visual novel visual novel stuff stuff. yeah that's like a big put off for me like i've watched people play it i'm just like i i think i would hate this game (laughs) i really do so I, i guess the big like end cap piece for it was it got had gotten leaked beforehand and we knew about it through the rumor mill but the last of us remake uh yes that was supposed yeah. to be the that big got, that end got of the show like day of zinger yeah right and <laughs> like even jeff made a comment and goes like i guess you guys know about this one already <laughs> yeah him and neil seem so <laughs> downtrodden about it it's like you could still hype it up and like try and make it like an exciting prospect yeah but like it's it's like not unto itself like here's the thing the last of us is one of my favorite video games of all time one of my favorite video game stories ever written mm-hmm. um Doing a one-for-one remake, like, literally not even ten years out of the gate from this game, mm-hmm. not very exciting of a choice. And honestly, I'm going to say this, I think the updated character models do not look good. Like, I have not liked any of them in comparison to the original. Because no. I feel like, yo, like, looking at PS4 Remastered Edition, I was like, no, I, I like, when I see the side-by-sides, I continually go, I like the PS4 one. Yes. <laughs> well, that's also the thing of it, too. Yeah. We're, granted, like, yes, we're not even 10 full years removed from the original game, but we got the remastered yeah. collection that, like, really was the definitive edition of the game. But I, I do prefer the stylized look of the characters in that, because it's more of a stylistic thing that is still, mm-hmm. like, hyper-realistic. Whereas this, it's like they updated the character models to kind of be a bit more adherent to how the actual actors looked. Uh-huh. Like, that's why, like, Tess looks a little older. Same with Joel and Ellie and all that. Um, and I think those character models are going to look uniform with what follows with um, The Last of Us Part 2, right? Sure. But I just, I prefer the original look a lot I did, too. More. I just, I liked how that looked, man. I yeah. don't know. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's definitely not. And then the other thing that kind of, like, blew my mind, uh, not only is it a $70 
uh, game, it doesn't have the original factions mode anymore. Mm-mm. That's gone. Yeah, they're doing that as its whole own game. Yeah, for like twenty twenty three. They're doing a separate game. Yeah. Like I would have, like I talked about it in the show before. I was like, I would have bet that they would have used this package to sell us on the faction, the new factions mode that they mm-hmm. made. In addition to the remake of this, because they make it like a value proposition. There's no value anymore. I'm just like, wait, what? (laughs) The thing that they probably could have smartly done is like, yes, sell it as part of the package and then also kind of maybe tie it in like, oh, if you have like PlayStation Plus, like extra or premium, Factions Mm. is free. Sure. Yeah. Something Something like something like that. But like, yeah, it's like we have to wait. I mean, it sounds cool that Factions has grown into, like, a full-fledged game. They said there's actual story behind it now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's doing its own thing. So I think that would be interesting, right? I haven't really seen something like that out of Naughty Dog, where mm-hmm. it's like we're making a conservative multiplayer game instead of it being, like, an addition to sure. one of their single-player uh, titles. So that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, considering that the first game story for the multiplayer was very bare bones yeah you play as a firefly you play as a hunter that's it and like you get these kind of like snapshot bits of story and that's kind of it but i just i don't know i do not know that they can sell this to people as its own thing with a level of excitement i just don't know like we got a piece of concept art for it and they're like oh yeah come in in like a year maybe maybe um i i mean i listen i love the factions and that was packed in with the initial game it was great that's fine with uh it had a cool like gameplay loop to it you have to do something really drastically different with it like you have to yeah. make the, the multiplayer gameplay feel very dynamic do kind of what world war z did where it's like maybe we're doing humans versus humans but then we have to also like ward off like you know clickers or stuff like that or we can maybe set like a clicker in somebody's camp by throwing like something their way because it was just People versus people. Yeah, just something. Something before. that really makes it make sense. And I'm wondering how, like, robust that story is, right? Like, yeah. is it, like, it sounds like they're really putting a lot of uh, mm-hmm. weight into the storytelling aspect of this. And I'm like, that's interesting. Let's see if that, you know, pans out in some yeah. sort of way. I mean, we have a lot of different factions right now, right? We have the wolves. We have fireflies, hunters, the rattlesnakes, right? Or whatever they're called out in California. Sure, sure, sure. So it's like, you can do a very dynamic, like, us versus them story about Mm. about these factions surviving and and what that looks like you could probably do four different like multiplayer mini campaigns within the game but we'll see how they execute it the thing is like naughty dog is known for their single player narrative like excellence so is that going to be in the forefront here yeah is the main thing i don't know i don't know (laughs) that i'm excited for naughty dog multiplayer game yeah actually i know i'm not I'm not. I'm not excited for this. <laughs> no, no I mean, go. I will say I'm going to play the fuck out of the remake because, okay. like, I do... The one thing I'm excited about is it playing a bit more modernly, playing, like, part two. The modernly feel. Yeah. I play... <laughs> <laughs> I love the modernly feel yeah. of a remake video game. Yeah, we hate old games here. Yeah. Having yeah. that haptic <laughs> response, having it feel a bit more weighty with the characters and, and all that, um, that's the one thing I'm excited for. Yeah. Also, I think it's interesting that they rebranded it as part one. Right. To kind of fit into the greater tapestry sure. of like part one, part two. It's almost like a hint that there's a part three. Yeah, or something. Happen. I mean, like Neil Druckmann has said that they have an idea for a part yeah. three. They just like want to flesh it out and be confident in it. Yeah. And also like, do these people want to work on Last of Us for another decade? Who knows? Yeah. Probably not, right? They probably want to make something new. Yeah, I was going to say, do they want to keep working on The Last of Us and Uncharted? I don't know. I, that studio needs to do something new entirely. And I know there's I so. murmurings that they have a new IP that is in the mm. works. But uh, we'll see. Who knows? We will see. Sony's playing those cards close to its chest. Huh? Yeah. So that was the Games Fest, was the Games Fest. Uh, situation. I'll give it a C uh, for cool enough. 
So, um, <laughs> I'll give did, it a C for cocked up. <laughs> I, I don't have the doc open right now. Did we do yeah. anything for the Microsoft one? Do you want to run through that real quick? Uh, I could try to get it from my brain. Yes. Okay, so we started with Redfall gameplay, and it is an interesting game. It looks like an arcade game. Uh, you're fighting vampires and whatnot, but the interesting bent here is people have it in their head that it's like a Left 4 Dead game because they, you know, Xbox is obviously pushing the multiplayer aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, turns out, not really, but yes, but no, but yes. <laughs> so the game can be played entirely single player, and then we found out the kernel of information that people that are dropping into your co-op session do not get any campaign progress. Oh, God, I hate that. And so then they were like, like, hey, by the way, this game isn't like Left 4 Dead. Mm -hmm. It's It's a arcane game that happens to have multiplayer it's like oh, okay that that's that's like hard for people to wrap their brain around and it's a classic arcane problem of arcane doesn't know how to sell their fucking games whatsoever nobody mm. knows how to describe their fucking games <laughs> like you have to like just get it in your hands and be like oh this is like fucking like when you play prey this is fucking bioshock got yes. it got it why I, I don't know why i didn't get that <laughs> like shit like that right uh, I know Deathloop had the hardest time for people being like, what the fuck is this bitch? Yeah. Yeah, that was the hardest sell until I played the game and I was like, oh, I actually kind of fuck with this. It's like, oh, okay, gotcha. It's like it's a first person roguelike. That yeah. makes, okay, yeah. I don't know why you fucking mix the messages so hard on this one, right? Mm. But uh, yeah, I think Redfall is going to befall the same problem until people just get it in their hands and be like, oh, this is mainly a, kind of like a borderlands actually that's what they said yeah. too it's like think of it as borderlands a little bit more that's how the gameplay unfolds mm -hmm. it's like oh well, yeah because they're integrating kind of like an open world field about yeah. it yeah so it's not just segmented levels of like you know blasting down hordes of vampires it's yeah. like no it's a full-on game game and that makes me actually more excited for this game. i think so too i i'm very interested in not it. that i don't like that episodic approach that left for dead and world war z is done where it's like <laughs> I said, did i flick water it's really hot this, it's this, super, yeah i might need to re-up on water soon this is like the hottest day that we've seen uh in a long time it's fucking hot dude yeah i, I think it, my cat's dead look at her <laughs> <laughs> i think it was reported that this is the longest stretch of days that we want until it got this hot like summer came late this year and it is yeah. now yeah, now it's fucking coming all over us. Yeah. What was I going to say? Hot cum. Redfall. <laughs> Hot cum. Um, yeah, I think that episodic approach works well for like games like that, where it's like, oh, I popped through the level, now I move on to the next thing until right. like a final confrontation. But I'm excited for this. You know, the gameplay looks cool. I want to know more about the character classes, because it does seem a bit more class-based. Yeah. So, yeah, show me more about that. I mean, it's not coming until, what, the first half of 2023, so we've still got some time with it, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They delayed that one, they delayed Starfield, mm -hmm. they did finally show some Starfield. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. Let's talk about Starfield. Uh, game looks fucking boring. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't... I mean, wow. I was more sold on this game, seeing it, like, understanding, like, oh, this is what it is, but it just, like, I watched footage, like, a couple of times uh, of it, and I'm like, damn, this really just seems under baked like you could see it be underbaked like the the shooting mechanics look fine they're different than anything that we've yeah. seen from bethesda so far but it's like them catching up to what they needed to be at 10 years ago yeah instead of in 2023 it it feels on the level bless you it feels on the level of cyberpunk shooting right yeah not like good enough but still not like 
you know, a first-person shooter, essentially. Serviceable. Yes. And probably made by people that don't have experience making first-person shooters. (laughs) Like, that's what it looked like to me. And then you got the whole, like, all right, you know, you're walking around these desolate planets, and maybe you'll run into pirates, but maybe you won't. They're talking about there's a thousand planets that you're going to land on in the game. And there's no way there's going to be curated content on a thousand fucking planets. Yeah. Is it procedurally generated or no? I don't think they specified. They have kind of hinted that it's not, which is crazy considering (laughs) the amount of, like, planets that they're talking about. They did mention that you don't get seamless um, in and out space flight. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're, like, you can't just, like, leave a planet without a loading screen, basically. And people are like, oh, my God, you've ruined my immersion. It's just, like, they're, like, technically it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it, and it's not going to make for a good experience. It's probably going to be really broken. Yeah. Uh, I could see those flight, like, fights in things being a bit curated because i know yeah. there's going to be story beats where it's like you have to fight like space pirates in your right. ship like and that'll probably be cool. and i and i there's a lot of gamery gamer stuff in this game right like sure. you can customize your whole fucking ship in and out and you know mm-hmm. the gamers get crazy about that fucking shit there's planetary base building there's base building all the boring yeah. fucking shit that make puts me the fucking i want to be in a coma like that kind of shit. that's why i'm looking at this game going like this looks fucking boring man <laughs> <laughs> my, my worry with it is i mean it's already drawn a lot of comparisons to um no man's sky right but yeah. it that it's going to be over promised under baked and there's going to be a lot of emptiness to it you're Absolutely. promising this huge expansive like space game right there there's no way that like i'm gonna go to every planet and there's gonna be something cool to do no there's just no yeah. way it's it's gonna feel like how some of the dungeons in elden ring feel where it's like little copy pasty i go yeah. and get an item i leave go to a different place be a lot of copy pasty in this yeah. game there's gonna be so much copy pasty in yeah. this game but you know and uh, hopefully the story is something yeah i don't i don't know i, I for know. for us not really having seen this much of the game and in, in the what two three years that we've known about it i am definitely a bit more excited there's obviously going to be a level of jank to it but i think also there might be some more polish with it kind of being pushed out and then being aware of like their past criticisms on their games um i think it looks cool i think the shooting looks good i i I liked the idea of uh getting jet boosters and getting to fly around combat wise that looked neat uh some of the planet stuff the creatures look cool but yeah I, i think it'll be one of those things where until we get our hands on it that could make or break it really right so and like you know me i'm not like i'm not number one bethesda guy right Mm -hmm. like i don't really care about their endless fucking worlds filled with cups that you pick up endlessly no. it's just like it's it's fine yeah it's i'm at this style. age where i want games to be shorter i like depth in games yeah. i don't like big for nothing mm-hmm. that's what that's what like fallout 4 felt like to me it was like you're big for nothing mm-hmm. ain't you there's no reason that there's a swamp out here you just put it out here fuck this well that's america baby that's <laughs> time to drain the swamp. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see Starfield. But in between, there's some other stuff. I guess we're getting a, North, a new Forza Motorsport. Don't care. No. Uh, Hold on. Hold what's up? Stop the presses. What's the other thing? What? Hollow Knight Silk Song. Finally got like a trailer and is we finally got a rollout with it. Did we get a date? 2023, maybe. God damn them. Well, the thing, so the thing about this whole Xbox showcase was they were promising games that were going to be in our hands in the next 360 days, right? So almost a full year out. Okay. So the, while no date beyond 2023 had been hinted at, like, I think we're getting it next year. Okay. So, but I think it's cool that we finally got it because that was the, the golden goose everybody was hoping for at every conference is it going to be at state of play is it going to be at a nindy direct is jeff going to pull out of his front pocket yeah 
No. You're gonna be dangerous. Yeah. Xbox got it. It's coming to Game Pass. Yeah, dude. cool as shit. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I'm really yeah, into it. It looks yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game looks fucking amazing. Now Forza, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Forza Motorsports. So you got these fucking cars, right? <laughs> and they're driving around this fucking road, but they realize that only one of them can be ahead the other fucking cars. So they start going real, like bitch fast, dude. Fucking crazy. <laughs> they go bitch fast. They go so bitch fast that like my my eyeballs went crossed. <laughs> now I think I peed or something like when I. Yeah, I was like, I need to go pee or like re up a drink or something. Pretty yeah. fucking boring. But uh, what were some other games? Well, so on the Forza thing, Forza Five, yeah. Forza Horizon Five, they're bringing sure. the Hot Wheels content to it. Oh, so good! Going to be a Hot Wheels expansion. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Listen, I've been playing some of that Hot Wheels Unleashed, and uh, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I love games that are fine. Yeah, <laughs> like there was this Hot Wheels game <laughs> that I used to play on my old PC back in like '99 yeah, yeah. that oh, I wow. loved. Uh, really cool curated tracks. Yeah, this game feels like it has that same scope, but it, the cars have no weight to them because they're flimsy toy cars. Gotcha. Like the, the the physics of it feel very off. They got oh, so it's kind of a it's kind of a what do you call it? They're cursed by their own success. Yes. Right. They successfully replicated the Hot Wheels experience, but it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but That's you get great. all these cool cars. There's TMNT yeah. cars. There's a Jurassic oh, Park wow. expansion. You could drive oh, the Jeep. Fuck, dude, the Jeep. Drive that Explorer. Damn, dude, I love that Jeep. But no trucks. No trucks. No trucks. No Republican no trucks. trucks. <laughs> no, no, no fucking Confederate trucks racing around the Hot Wheel loops. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, yeah, I guess is. Grounded is finally getting a full release. Didn't realize it was Stop talking about out. that. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the, the line of Obsidian, I guess they're also making a detective game called Pentiment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. This is a big one. So Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal oh, yeah. are coming to Game Pass. That's super exciting. They're, they're, they're also coming to the other consoles. Yeah, as well, they also come to the other cool. consoles. So. Uh, no Persona 5 for Switch. Uh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Wow. Way to keep burning them. I think Atlas is pulling a meme. Like, that's the funniest shit. <laughs> they're going to get it, but it's going to be a terrible cloud version of it. Yeah, and they're going to get it in, like, 2026. Yeah. Like, it's going to be Persona 6 time, and they'll be like, oh, here's 5, by the way, from mm. Switch. People are like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I've had children since this but came out. <laughs> I think this is cool because, obviously, Xbox is starved as an American company for a lot yeah. of, like, JRPGs and Japanese-type games. I mean, we very recently got all the Yakuza's, which was very good for, for very the brand. Good shit. So this is kind of in line of that. Um, and I think it's going to be just oh, really good for, Yakuza, man. for them to have in their catalog. Yakuza? Uh, you know, I'm excited for Persona 4 Golden. Yes, I really have been wanting to, I play, want to that. play that. I was debating on buying a Vita just to play it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now I don't have to. Yeah, now you don't have to be on Vita Island, <laughs> yeah. right? Where people are just waiting their lives out like uh, that movie Old. <laughs> Swim for the coral. <laughs> <laughs> I so I watched Old last week. Me too. Um, what a coincidence. You watched like. 80% of it standing in my doorway. I, di- I didn't even sit down because I was like, I, I need to walk away yeah. from this. And you did it. But I was entranced. You stayed for the entirety of movie it. movie so bad, but it's my kind of bad, baby. Oh, man. I think it, it's it's like a good bad, not a bad good. Dude, it's the funniest <laughs> shit. I was laughing throughout the yeah. whole movie. It was so funny to me. I, so I'm, I've been listening kind of from the start to what will hopefully soon be the most current episode of a podcast called too scary didn't watch where they recap like horror movies it's a weekly thing very cool very good podcast 
two of the hosts don't watch the movies. One of them does and basically does a recap for them. And it's it's just movies of like all different like spanning of horror history. But I saw that they were going to be doing old, and I was like, you know what? Let me watch this oh, and prep for it. And that, goddamn, that's what happened. Entertaining movie, very good podcast okay, episode okay. of it. So fucking love it, man. Yeah, I no longer have to go to the old island to play yeah. my Persona yeah, Four yeah, yeah. Uh, portable, whatever you don't golden have to get old <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, Hideo Kojima showed up. Hodea, goddammit! Hodea! Yeah, he's making an Xbox. Fucking love this, dude. (laughs) I have an announcement. I'm working with Xbox. Goodbye. (laughs) I won't be taking further questions. Which we kind of knew. We, well, I mean, yeah, Jeff, Jeffrey Grubbery yeah. talked about that, like, almost a year ago, mm-hmm. that uh, Xbox has been flirting with Kojima, and Kojima being a free agent these days, you know, he's, he's willing to, he's willing to take the call, you know what I'm saying? But we got a big leak beforehand, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't Norman Reedus just kind of farting out an announcement of Death Stranding 2, yeah. it was that there is a horror game in development starring Margaret Qualley? Yep. Qualley? Yep. And that's all we really know, that he's developing a horror game. She's in the forefront of it. And it's called Overdose. Overdose. Yes. Right. Um, so there we go. Uh, and you know what? He's been talking about horror. Like, I remember last year he was talking about, like, I'm not a big horror guy, but I've been, like, you know, uh, re-watching, like, Korean horror films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And people immediately were like, oh, he's making Silent Hills. He's doing Silent Hills. It's got to be Silent Hills. Of course it's Silent Hills. And I'm here to tell you once again, you're never going to get Silent Hills. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're going to run up that silent hill, you're going to make a deal with God, and you're going to die on it. (laughs) With no problem. So, there you go. The big thing about this is, like, Hideo is trying to, I guess, leverage and harness Xbox's cloud cloud technology for this game. What does it mean, man? Is this a new type of strand game using cloud technology? Oh, dude, we need to double down on the strand genre. Like, I'm so surprised that gaming has dropped the fucking ball by not... Making strand games, dude. Having gone back and playing played uh, Death Stranding director's cut from start to finish, and just remembering how alive that world is with the player aspect of like, I can start building a thing, close my game, come back, and somebody will have finished a bridge or a highway that I made. Fucking great! Or like, yeah, oh my god, it's so cool and and different. I love that game. Death Stranding is one of my favorite experiences I've had in video. It's amazing, you know. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just shocked that the industry is just like, let's keep on making Fortnite. Shut the fuck up. No, I I'm very intrigued what he could make next, as long as it isn't another Metal Gear, because I could give fuck all about Metal Gear. That's true. You should play five though. Five's great. Yeah, I'm I'm considering it. It's great. Um, separate, my favorite Metal Gear. Separate tangent. Um, yeah. He had tweeted that he was working on a like a superhero project that was kind of akin to the boys. Oh shit! And like he was watching the first like few episodes of the boys and realized that what he was working on was kind of in line with that, and he had to scrap the project entirely. Oh no! <laughs> so. How sad. <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah. Boys is great this season, by the oh, way. Oh, so good. Fucking amazing. Episode 6, Herogasm. Herogasm. Oh, amazing shit. Doing the shit. So, we got Flintlock, cool. Scorn, that weird, like... Flintlock, <laughs> cool. Scorn, though, that horny, like, yeah. Geiger horror game. Yeah. Looks pretty interesting. Looks slimy. Looks slimy as shit. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, Overwatch 2, early access, uh, launches in the fall. We're going to talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, I got a news bit on here that. for you now. I guess kind of on the same branch, though... Diablo 4. Yeah. We got a trailer. It's looking hot. It's looking pretty fucking cool. It's looking pretty fucking cool. Like, like, I've been playing Diablo 3. I played it with Nick yesterday. and was like, this is still fun, but it's fucking old. Yeah. I need a new one. I need a new one. Give me that 4. It's coming out next year, I can't believe, right? Yeah. We're finally getting... Okay, sweet. Fucking sweet. I, I have no cynicism about Diablo 4. I know people are... Uh, they're fucking jilted right now because mm-hmm. of Diablo Immortal. People are like, oh, they're going to monetize 
4 into yeah. the ground. And I was like, no, they, they expressly released this on mobile to be a mobile game that goes after whales. It's a predatory game, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that business model is going to leak into part 4. It's not like they announced, like, hey, we're doing the auction house again. Like, no, yeah, it's, it's, like it's, it's going to be Diablo 3. They are going to monetize it in some way, whether sure. it be new character classes or expansion content. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or level your character quicker with game pass. See, that would be the shit that I'd be worried yeah. about that if that's if that's what they're doing, right? Yeah. But uh, otherwise, I don't know. But yeah, that's going to be on Game Pass, ain't it? Yeah, that was the thing Oof. about this conference where they did, before each game, they would let you know if it was launching day and date, if it was coming to Game Pass, yeah. all that. So I think that, that was really well done. Good messaging across the board with that. It looks hot. You got a lot of really interesting gameplay dynamics. The world looks really intricately detailed and vibrant for a diablo yeah um there looks like there's like raid bosses and stuff of that nature which is really fucking the events look really interesting too like i I think it's like putting a little more life into the diablo formula where it's like you know people go back and recurrently play this game right so it's it's cool and it Mm -hmm. stands to 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 have content that is you know ephemeral shows up events to do that's cool that's great I'm, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Diablo makes sense as a live service game. I'm yes. sorry to say it, but it does. It, you know, it does. Like yeah. I know, I know that's a bad word for people. I don't like live service, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need a dumb hack and a dumb hack and slash fits. That's true. <laughs> Fucking fits a live service game. Yeah, so, I'm excited for it. I think we're obviously going to get probably a few more character reveal type trailers because yeah. this one was very focused on. What character was that? The Huntress or the Necromancer? It was Necromancer. Necromancer? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're probably going to get more like character deep dive trailers, which is which is neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it looks great. That's pretty hot. The only other thing that I want to call out is, what was it called? It's the Squanch Games game. Oh. Called High on Life. Yeah, yeah. Looks pretty cool. So that is a Stadia Survivor is what I want to call them. Actually, I found out the other day that the Quarry was originally intended for Stadia mm-hmm. as an exclusive and then... Well, Stadia stadia and people were like, well, we got to go. <laughs> Sorry, we got to go make money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fuck off. <laughs> Corey's great, by the way. I haven't talked uh, about that, but the Corey is um, the most impressive, super massive game since Until Dawn. Interesting. Absolutely. I would like to play it. You should play it. I'm seeing a lot of mixed things about it, and then I wasn't very what hot the fuck? on... Uh, what was it called? Uh, the vampire one. Uh, House of Ashes. There we go. Yeah. All those games are really middling yeah. for me. Very middling. Um, this is, this is a reclamation. Reclamation? Reclamation <laughs> of their horror narrative yeah. throne. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah, I'd like to play it. I think we should do a summer in review Part two, part like two. gaming rundown of everything we played this summer. Oh, but games are so fucking boring. I know. They I suck. Know. Fucking was playing this Fire Emblem Warriors and just all the characters was like, talk, 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 talk. I was like, I thought this was a Muso. Talk, 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 tutorial, 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 talk, 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 talk. You want to give a gift to this guy? I don't care. Who is Hubert? <laughs> like, I don't know this person. <laughs> Who is Hubert? Go back to a hot topic, you bitch. God, fucking games are boring, man. Well, I will say, despite yeah. public opinion, I didn't think this conference was boring. I would give it probably yeah, like a high, like a B plus, A minus. I thought it was very strong. Give it an A minus. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, because there was titles that were interesting, yeah. you know. And then we finally saw stuff of things that we were waiting to see, mm-hmm. like uh, Starfeld. Great stuff. Yeah, you got all these big like Bethesda Blizzard things back yeah. to back between you know Overwatch two, fucking Diablo four, Starfield, Redfall, the Fallout. 76 expansion that's coming like there's a lot of really cool stuff there for like fans <laughs> of like that. both <laughs> <This is> so <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry, I just crack up. Well, I want to talk to you about a different thing. We're going to switch gears, right? We're going to go, you know, it's, it's good to see what's going on with the West, but we always got to check in with the East. You know what I'm saying? Let me get my telescope out. Yeah. All right, I can see him. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Huh? No, I wasn't. Uh, the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary showcase occurred on June 17th. Mm. All right. I was already dying in my Detroit bed when this occurred. Oh, yes. But there were some high-pass announcements. They brought It was only a 10-minute showcase, and they brought the fucking pain, Doggy yeah. Dog. They showed a lot. Let's just, let's just rip off the Band-Aid, right? Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth make it is confirmed to be a part of a trilogy we're capping it off at three they showed a little bit of a trailer we got sephiroth walking around you got cloud walking around you got people walking around yeah i actually was not <laughs> impressed by the trailer at all it was really silly i'm sorry did you not see the the characters walking around <laughs> i don't understand yeah I, i'm very excited <laughs> on the concept of it and and obviously i want to play the second part in this remake in, installment seems like we're gonna be doing a lot of walking around in yeah. the sequel it's gonna be very exciting yeah. but no I'm, so they they could it's coming out winter 2023 okay big year for final fantasy next year okay? yeah between that and uh 16 right? yeah but i of course wanted to throw in a quote from uh nomura because sure. his quotes are always fucking weird he apparently thinks that you can skip seven remake and just play rebirth <laughs> i know i know he literally said it because he said it's a brand new journey it's it's such a new journey that you could just start with that one apparently and his quote was i can't wait to share the intention behind naming the first title remake and the second title rebirth no we already know the intention <laughs> I, yeah we, I, like they're they... <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's dumb bitch behavior from somebody who says you need to play 70 mobile games to understand the entire lineage so you got kingdom you hearts the guy that designed sora a dumb bitch excuse me no i said it's dumb bitch behavior it's behavior, mindset, it's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, know that's gotcha He's, he, he has a spell of dumb bitchery yeah. <laughs> happening right now. No, dude, skip remake. Go right to rebirth. Okay? No, don't skip remake. Remake is a fucking amazing game. One of the greatest <laughs> games we've ever gotten. <laughs> Could uh, you imagine that somebody's like, yeah, I spent fucking eight years working on it. Skip it. Just skip it. Skip it. Get to the good A stuff. game that, like, me and my team worked on. Skip it. Really funny to me. Sorry, Katase. Not good enough. Skip. God, what a bold man. Yeah. Um, but we another announcement that we got. Uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Sure. It's a remake of the PSP a classic. Never played it's, it. Uh, uh, me neither. It's yeah. coming to all consoles pc this winter i'm going to play it mm -hmm. uh, i've heard nothing but good things about it it is a story a prequel story starring zach fair mm. and that sounds like uh zach fair is gonna be a very important part of rebirth yes uh or the trilogy overall mm -hmm. a character that's supposed to be dead may not be dead mm -hmm. good to know <laughs> so there you go the more you know okay so that was part of that conference did we get Anything of sixteen? From we, the did. we did. Okay, we did. So okay, we, we got a we got a new trailer for sixteen, and that trailer looked pretty fucking. Or actually, no, they showed the same trailer, didn't they? Yeah, because from... we got the trailer at State of Play. There we go. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm mixing my conferences, but that trailer looked dope. Uh, they did give us new information. It's coming out summer 2023 for mm -hmm. sure, and it's not an open world game. Okay, that's a fun fact. Um, they're they're saying it's probably going to be more like Tales of Arise, where it's like segmented like areas and zones, which is fine. That's or like, Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy Thirteen. I'm going to compare it to Tales of Arise. Yeah. that makes more sense. <laughs> sure. Uh, the icon battles will be unique in spanning different gaming genres between okay. each other. So that's why some of them look like a fighting game. Yeah, and some of them don't. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting tidbit there. Yeah, the game will be rated M. 
they're anticipating that it will be a rated M game. There, we saw some sexy time mm-hmm. in one of the trailers. We saw a lot of blood in both trailers. Cool. So there you go. And then uh, nipples. this is an interesting quote from Yoshida. He was saying that the game isn't turn-based because he just doesn't think realistic graphics gel with old-school turn-based combat. Yeah, I could agree with that. I think the closest yeah. thing that we got to it that really worked was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, but that's like, yeah, it's a hyper-stylized yeah. game, right? Like, it's not super reality. Like, it's basically a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then the character even has psychosis where he <laughs> envisions the world as yeah. an old-school JRPG, which is really funny. Uh, I agree. I mean, I, 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 I agree that I think um, probably action-based combat fits. I don't, I don't think it's impossible to have good graphics or realistic graphics in no. turn-based uh, combat. Like, I know I'm playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's the thing. You're not tricking me. I don't think I'm playing reality. It's a fantasy based on reality. Like, I don't... It's... It almost seems like a waste of potential for the hyper-realism, though, to be like, all right, we're just going to lock you in a place in these, like, turn-based segments. Yeah, yeah, you you limit the, the animations that yeah. you can kind of do. Um, I don't know. What to say. I, I'm excited because, like you know, as we've heard before, one of the main combat uh, designers from Devil May Cry is working on this title, yeah. so that gives me hope that it won't be as um, uh, shitty as Final Fantasy XV's combat was, which <laughs> it is shitty combat. It's pretty bare minimum through and through. But it sounds like it's gonna be very different than Seven because you have a party that you don't control. Mm-hmm. So it's like ah, like I, yeah. I kind of really liked that about Seven that you can play as each of the characters and they felt unique and they brought like different different um class feeling to the mm. to the to the ecosystem and if there was a character that you couldn't directly play as because um integrate did that with the yuffie dlc yeah. um at least you could do like team up power moves with that character right which is pretty neat another interesting point is that the game is going to take place through different periods of time and you're going to see the main character clive age clive who clive owen clive rossfield oh yeah clive rossfield <laughs> <laughs> Or Rosefield? Yeah. Pretty close to a similar Chris Redfield. Leon Cannon. Yeah, Chris Redfield. I think the Final Fantasy fans are going to be eating good in the next few months. I'm high and hungry. Yeah. I love it. You know? That's not to say that I wouldn't want to see, like, you know, the classic style return in some way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. You have these fucking pixel remasters that you have deemed (laughs) unconsolable. you refuse to put on, like, Switch or (laughs) PlayStation. I would love to dive back into those older ones, right? Even if I don't, like... Like, they're historical artifacts that I'm interested in in some way. I've always wanted to play Six, for instance. I hear that's, like... Oh, it's great. The best. really good. Of the older ones, right? I know there was a NVIDIA leak that happened a while ago that... A rumored Final Fantasy IX remake was supposed to be on. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that is still, like, true. I know we're getting, like, a Netflix Final Fantasy IX series. Somehow. Which is interesting, so we'll see. Somehow we picked that one and said, yep, we're going to make a series based yeah. on that, right? But okay. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Ooh. Rebirth. Uncharted Waters. Uh, maybe huh? we'll finally... <laughs> What'd you say to me? Uncharted Waters. Uncharted Waters. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Unchartered waters. Maybe uncharted. Yeah, yeah. Uncharted is really funny to me. Though. Unchar- it's because it's uncharted. Uncharted. Um, maybe we're gonna finally figure out what Sephiroth's master time hopping plan is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see if we're gonna skip out on a lot of like beloved locales and lo- locations and moments from the original game. Mm. Um, how much of that's gonna be remixed? You know, if we're gonna maybe get a split narrative where we get to play as like zach and cloud within it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. maybe you have some memory segments or something like that or i don't know maybe like there's moments where he thinks he's zach and you're playing as him through like certain levels would be really cool um yeah i i just want to see a continuation of that 
that story. I, I really fell in love with those characters in a new way with Remake. Um, that core cast is really, really strong. Just give me more of what, what they already did. Yeah. Just literally just do that more. Because mm-hmm. I fucking love that game. I really, really adore. That's probably my favorite Final Fantasy now. Like, of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just an amazing game. <laughs> through yeah. and through. There's just really, like, reeled-in personal moments. Really good character depth right. and stuff that we didn't get from, like, the 97 game. because And it worked, yeah. right? Like, it, it, it didn't feel, like, maudlin. Like, it just, like, was really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, character work in the situations like it i and i love the the exploded version of all of the events like mm-hmm. occurring right like giving uh depth in and kind of like context to things that didn't have it before yeah which is honestly like a, a unique position that a reimagining has right and i love the fact that these are reimagining mm-hmm. something that's reckoning with the fact that it understands it is a remix of the events that it knows that Final Fantasy VII Happened is one of the most interesting things about the remake. Mm-hmm. It knows that it occurred, and it knows that you know things are going differently. Yeah. And that's really exciting. <laughs> like, that's such a cool it thing. It is. It's it's a different take on a, on a remake lineage than we've ever gotten. Yeah. And it, re- especially with the, the verbiage of it now, letting us know that this isn't remake part two right. or something like that. Let's us know that the first game was very deliberate in that re-sculpting of the story and timeline, especially with the the visual plot device of the whispers. What do you, what do you think the last t- title is going to be? So we got like remake, rebirth. It's got to be a re, but it's like what is it? Like is it like a like a like resurrection, regenerate. regenerator, revitaligo, <laughs> reverse, <laughs> Ronaldo. Relax. Like if people are like mad by the yeah. second one, relax. Final Fantasy Red Thirteen. Oh wow. Yeah. Re retaxed. <laughs> I I don't know. Somebody had a good call out for what it could have been. I forget though. Redemption. Mm, that wasn't it, but that could also work. Rodolfo. Yeah. <laughs> Rodolfo. Okay. I don't know. Final Fantasy. My Rudolph. <laughs> My Rudolph. Yeah. I know. I'm hyped for this. Uh, 2023. Can't wait for games to be good again in 2023. Dude, looking <laughs> at 2023, I think we're it's getting like up. the second coming of like the, one of the best years in gaming. Final Fantasy VII remade. <laughs> <laughs> like they did it. Hmm. Closed loop. Relinquished. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Relax. Hey, Final Fantasy, relax. Relax. Take a chill pill. Relax. Zach is back. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> so we had another showcase, Daniel. And it's from my near and dear studio of love from sure. the East. Capcom had a showcase on June 14th before all of this hubbubaloo. Okay. And they said, we're going to show you more Resident Evil 4 remake. And wow. God damn it, they did. They like did? Three and a half more seconds of it. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't there, too much more. There, there really wasn't too much more. <laughs> there wasn't really too much more to talk about either. They were just kind of talking about like, hey, we're redoing the um, Ganado. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to make them a little more fearsome this time around. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. Sounds like a thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, yeah, they're really keeping it close to the chest um, as far as like, hey, here's the new graphical style. Leon's back. He has more connections to who he was in part two. Yeah. He obviously has some trauma from part two, even though at the end of it, he was like, Claire, isn't it hilarious? What hell of a date. High five. Like, yeah. I just replayed Let's it. raise Sherry together. Yeah, <laughs> let's get a parrot. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, I guess he has a lot of trauma from that night. Um <laughs> But I, I'm hoping that they do, like, have a more connective tissue with, like, hey, Ada's back. Yeah. He doesn't know that she survived the events of Part 2. And, like, the original Part 4 just kind of skirted over that, where he's like, huh, looks like it's you. And, like, that that's it? Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking dumb. Like, I, I like the potential of Leon being not a—being a character versus a character. 
as he was in the original. Yeah. Like, make him a person that is reacting to these v- events in a realistic way. And I think that's probably one of the more exciting elements of, like, reimagining mm-hmm. uh, part four. Um, and then probably getting rid of the island parts, like everyone's saying. <laughs> the island kind of sucks, dude. It does. Like, it's just too much. It, it, it's overwrought. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking shoot gun fest. Um Everyone complains about it. Yeah. You need to rebalance it. Yeah, it needs to be reconcepted for sure. Yeah. But we got some of the cooler scares from that with the regenerators. I know, yeah. Some yeah. of the cooler elements are in the island parts. And then, like, you're fighting um, people that look like fucking WWE, like wrestlers. Remember the guy with the shoulder pads yeah. and the spikes? And it's just like, Or the buff dude with the red hat. Yeah. As, as you know, everyone's biggest problem is that you're fighting enemies that shoot back, right? Yes. Like, and, like, people don't like that in Resident Evil, even though that's what made, like, four five and six like really ultra popular yeah but there's a way to do it because looking at resident evil 8 right you had the um, the lichen type characters yeah they had crossbows they had like axes and stuff so you can do like a reeled in version of that don't don't give a fucking like a ganado like a machine gun which they did that's the problem they gave him a gat one of them has a gatling (laughs) gun right yeah it's it's a it's a bit much right i don't know and it's definitely gonna hurt the the harder horror tone that they're going for so i feel like we're gonna see those enemies like maybe like just in a different manner or maybe not even there at all they just Mm. double down on ganado being throughout the story cultists and ganado and maybe less on the fucking crazy prisoners i don't know i do still think we get some of the head exploding parasites oh that, that'll happen yeah because we got that in three make we got that in three cool. yeah, yeah, yeah um do you think we get I, there's been some hinting at this that we might get like a pursuer type character uh i think you can convert um what's his name the big cheese yeah, the big dude uh, in the trench coat yeah yeah you can convert him into kind of a pursuer character or you can even do uh dr salvador the chainsaw men mm. into more pursuey yeah kind of characters um I, I, I could see it. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously something that worked very well in Remake Part 2. Um, and people were very disappointed that Nemesis wasn't like that in Part 3. So I could see them doing it. Yeah, but I don't think got... it's a requirement, though. I mean, they're kind of setting Ooh. it up like it is between 7, 8, the, the remakes. Because you had Jack Baker in 7. Yeah. You had fucking Lady D in 8. Or Village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... I don't know. It could be there. Yeah. I don't I, I don't think it's a requirement for the remake, but I think it's something that could be there. You think it's a requirement? They have to do it? I think at this point, it has become an expectation. Yeah. The pursuit characters are in Resident Evil. Yeah. yeah, sure. I guess. I don't know. I yeah. shit. <laughs> I, like, I won't care either way. As like, I want to shoot stuff. That's fine. Yeah. As long as they, they marry some of the more action survival horror gameplay that 3 and 2 did, because that played very nicely, but don't make it over the top. And then give me, like, really cool segmented locations. Obviously, we're going to the village. I don't know if we're going to go to the castle or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, really just spin you it a little bit. Gotta keep the castle. Gotta keep the castle. Gotta keep the castle. I think my one criticism about the trailers and all the stuff that we've seen from the game so far is it's very dark. Yeah. Like, almost too dark. Like, oh, mm-hmm. almost too saturated Maybe. with the, the deep blacks. Yeah, they're, they're really trying to go out of their way to say, like, the visual style is different than the original. Yeah. Like, and, like, I know the idea is, like, you get there late and then you play through the night and probably go right. to the morning as those games go. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah? Too dark for you? Want a little bright? <laughs> a, li- a little brighter, but, you know. I feel like they're, like, they're going against, like, criticisms against Village. Because that was my complaint about Village. It was, like, this whole game's like, broad fucking daylight. Yeah. And that kind of, like, takes away from it. Um I think it does anyway. I think it took away from like a little bit of the fear factor. But then again, you're fighting hunky werewolves, which I, is also hilariously campy. I guess it depends on the location because I feel like some of the scarier parts were at night or in like really cordoned off locations, right? Like the yeah. castle, 
the factory or the um, the second house. Like, those are really dark, curated yeah, yeah, yeah. areas. Like, there's areas. darker areas. Yeah. Just, just fucking horror games take place at night, dog. That's a rule. That's a rule. You know what we need? We need a 30 Days of Night <laughs> video game. That would be so fucking sick. You yeah. don't even know how fucking sick that would be. Well, I said it, so I think it's pretty That's cool. pretty fucking sick. <laughs> we need that fucking... That yeah. would be really fucking sick, though. Anyway. Uh, uh, other than that, speaking of Village, Resident Evil Village is at finally getting DLC. Coming sure. out October 28th. I'm very excited for this DLC, by the way. Uh, the, the main story DLC is called Shadows of Rose. It is a third-person expansion starring Rose Winters, that's Ethan's daughter, as she dives into the Mega Mycete where apparently time and space are warped beyond recognition. So I honestly thought that they would save the Rose arc for like a sequel. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'm, it's interesting that they're doing it as DLC for this, where they're like, Hey, it almost says like, we're keeping the winter saga, like across just these two titles. Cause like, we want to go anywhere with part nine. I don't think there's going to be a sequel where you play as Rose as part nine anymore. because of this. I think we're probably going to play as Chris in part nine. Yeah. Or Mia. Or even a new character, to be honest with you. Like, um, I, I could see that happening where they do like a new reintroduction. But it's interesting because I, I don't think they wanted to get pigeonholed to the idea that now we're in 15 years beyond yeah. Part 8's timeline and having to make games like in that zone. They mm-hmm. want to like still play with because Resident Evil is always like stuck with actual years of real life. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, what do you, what do you think about this? Playing as Rose in third person, not mm-hmm. first person, which was like the whole fucking thing about these games. Yeah, and and the fact that third person is coming to Village and Seven as well. The whole. game proper, adding animations for it and the yeah. whole thing. I'm actually really excited. No, I think that that's awesome. It actually opens up the two games to be a bit more accessible to people that maybe yeah. get motion sick playing first person games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. I obviously really wanted more of the Rose Winter story. Uh, I don't know that I'm sold on like the concept of the DLC, like the story that they're trying to give us of like traveling space and time through yeah, the mold man. bond i'm just like yeah, all a, right it's a weird fucking uh yeah. event for resident evil right yeah. it's, a, it's a little silly but i think um what i what we've seen of the gameplay like you know with her like using weapons not so much power base like i think that's an interesting bent because i mm-hmm. thought when mm-hmm. we talked about it when we did our village review we were saying oh it could be kind of bioshocky could use powers could use this and yeah, that yeah. and that's not to say that it couldn't still be there. Maybe it's like a hidden mechanic that they're keeping, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm down like a clown, man. I really, really uh, like, I mean, I loved seven like way more than village, but I appreciate village. I yeah. think it's cool. And I, I think it's story is honestly like pretty satisfying as a conclusion. Yeah. To the, the winter saga. So it's interesting to get a little like side piece here and revisit uh, the village as Rose. Yeah. And then have um cool concept uh, having the Duke as a villain. So they kind of like hinted that he's a villain, like he's wearing a mask and doing crazy stuff. Oh, I trailer. didn't catch that. Yeah. Oh. Um, he was originally supposed to be one of the lords. Gotcha. Um, which is why he's fucking there. Hmm. And he was supposed to be like, it was hinted in one of the scrapped concepts that he was actually pushing Ethan to take down the rest of the lords so he can come, like, uh, come up in power. Like and usurp I, them all. I'm kind of sad that that like arc wasn't there in the game. Like it wasn't totally necessary, but it would have like explained like why he was helping you at least. Yeah. Not just because he was like, ah, you know. I'm a friend. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of dope. But yeah. I think it would have maybe undercut the Mother Miranda thing. Where a little like bit. You take down Mother Miranda and then there's one more big bad. Right. <laughs> but but hey, now we're picking up that thread with yeah. this uh, DLC because he's obviously part of it. So cool. Uh, Beyond <laughs> Reverse is coming out. Oh, yeah. 
Good for them. Fuck yeah, dude. Can't wait to become a fucking reverse streamer, bro. Congrats. Get those fucking bees. Anyway. Also, there's new content for mercenaries. Uh, mm. Mercenaries in yes. Village is an abomination. <laughs> um, however, but it's cool that you get to play as Chris Redfield, Lady Demiscio, and Carl Heisenberg. And they all have unique abilities based off of, you know, their shit. Yeah, so. but everybody's just going to play as Lady D. They're going to play as Lady they D. They just want to be the tall mommy. They want to live that power fantasy. Yeah, I'm I'm very unexcited for that because I think Mercenaries is garbage in that game. Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's not. It's Unless not. they add, like, more to it. Yeah, it was the worst chore for the Platinum. Like, the worst thing I had to do for that game was play Mercenaries. Mm -hmm. And I love Mercenaries from, like, back in the day, right? Yeah. Four, five, six. I think they all have great versions of Mercenaries. And then I, my most played 3DS game was Mercenaries 3D. So, like, I'm very sad that Mercenaries sucks in Village. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bummer. It's not as, like, snappy or quick as I would like it to be. No. Um, also, making you play as the Lords, while cool, doesn't make canonical sense that I'm fighting, like, my own army of, like, Vikings. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, oh. He doesn't like that Ludo narrative distance. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbrick, getting a demo. Cool. Mm -hmm. Comes out the end of the month, by the way. Um, I wish my PC ran that game a little bit better. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like not even sure if I'm going to pick up Sunbreak. Mm. Um, put it on console, man. Come on, please. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Please put Rise on fucking console. I mean, I'm not surprised considering how a lot of the Monster Hunter games started out as like... Nintendo. Yeah, exclusives games, for like yeah. the 3DS and stuff like that. Just, you know, just put on a console. Yeah. Uh, Exo Primal, they showed more off. You're fighting a bunch of fucking rafters. It seems like something up my alley. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a closed beta. Uh, network test. There you go. I don't know how to sign up. I think it's only for PC. So uh, okay. I doubt my PC can run that bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was initially kind of like whatever about it. And now I'm just intrigued. I'm like, yeah, I'd play it. It seems like a mindless, like, it looks like Earth Defense Force, but yeah. with raptors. <laughs> Which is basically it. You could sell anybody on that concept, though. That's fucking dope. That's true. And then they said, hey, we got some Dragon's Dogma news for you next week, bitch. <laughs> and then they announced Dragon, uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 is happening. Ten years since the original came out. Hmm. As we all know, we all bought the original so we can get the Resident Evil 6 demo. Uh, that's <laughs> okay. I like Dragon's Dogma. I don't love it. I like it. Yeah, I have no history with that game, so it's, you have to sell me on it. Its combat stands out because uh, they, they said to themselves, if you have a giant enemy, why would you just hack its ankles? And so you have climbing phys physics in the game hmm. where you can just jump on the back of a troll and just fucking start stabbing its back and it freaks out. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. So the combat's actually like really neat in that game and then they have a pawn system where you have like a traveling companion the entire time that you design and you can pick them up and throw them off a cliff and they come back anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the funniest okay. thing but yeah dragon's dogma it has a story that means nothing um did we get a netflix show there was that? there was yeah. uh open world title uh, very much trying to like go after the western rpg market but um just didn't hit its stride but still became a cult classic unto itself okay like some people still loved it. in fact fun fact Waypoint, you're familiar with them? Yeah. They're named after Dragon's Dogma. They're named after the waypoints in that game. Hmm. And, they, and their denouement article talked about Dragon's Dogma being the inspiration for their name. That's cool. Yeah, which is interesting. But um, part two is going to be made in the RE engine because fuck it, of course it is. You got to reach for the moon, baby. I think at this point, <laughs> you'd be silly not to make a new Capcom game in that engine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, even the fucking like, um, Capcom arcade collection runs in RE engine somehow. Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> Street <laughs> like, Fighter Six is gonna run in it. 
fucking yeah. Resident well, Evil. Well, isn't, isn't that their new, like, proprietary engine that they're going to use for anything anyway? So. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. And it's just getting better and better. Apparently, it's just really easy to work with that thing because they use it for everything. Yeah. I haven't heard any Frostbite complaints about RE Engine, right? <laughs> I'd be interested to see if they ever source it to, like, another company. You've said of, this before. Yeah. you said this kinda before. Kind of like it's Epic has done. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see, right? Because, like, it's versatile. It is. Completely versatile. You can yeah. do anything with it. You can fucking make a pop-up shop with that bitch. Mm-hmm. Make, a, make a bakery with the RE Engine. <laughs> but, I, you know, to keep it in-house is one thing, because then you get this really unique identity with it. Yep. But, I don't know, maybe they feel like they don't need to, like, sell it and make money off of it quite the way that like epic or other companies have maybe i don't know you'd, you'd have to think about the, the logistics of like you'd have to train people on it sure um yeah. you'd have to like document the tool sets like very very thoroughly mm-hmm. you'd have to platformize it basically yeah. product productize it sure but not impossible you, you want it you want to get I would like some some of it, yeah. you want to build some more engine i mean i have no <laughs> game dev experience at all yeah i mean either. i've seen a few like unity builds and stuff like that but... yeah yeah yeah. i get to it man. <laughs> well speaking of builds bad ones I got I got a, I got a little news article for you, bud. Do you like hurting me? Yeah, publicly? Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of Sonic Origins developers is unhappy with how fucking buggy the game is. All okay. Right? Let's go on over to Headcanon, the studio that helped develop Sonic Origins and Sonic Mania back in 2017. They did both, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, Mr. Simon Tomley, a developer at the studio, got pretty vocal on Twitter about how unhappy he is with the latest release. While he admits there were issues with the build they turned into Sega, he says Sega's developers introduced some wild bugs into the game. Since release, fans have reported glitches and AI failures. Just people been dumb. Especially with um, Sonic 3 and Knuckles are the most problematic. What the fuck? Yeah. Tomley says, quote, We were outsiders creating a separate project that was then wrangled into something entirely different. I could take responsibility for my and my team's mistakes, and there were some. Some actual mistakes, some overlooking, some rush jobs, some stuff we noticed, but we weren't allowed to correct near the end. In fact, they said um, they offered to uh, submit like a, a fixed build of it, and Sega was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so Headcanon has offered to perform post-launch fixes, but haven't heard back from Sega. Tom Lee is cognizant of the fact that calling out Sega so publicly could damage their relationship, Probably, but still <laughs> wishes to partner in the future. He also said he would only agree to work with them under very specific conditions. This is a studio that really, really takes pride in their work and what they're putting out there, especially when it comes to the fact that they're like, you know, there is a legacy to the Sonic games, Mm -hmm. bewilderingly so, but there is. And they want to make sure that their name is on some good shit, right? So this is a sad state of affairs for this collection. Have you picked it up by the window? It's not out yet. Oh, oh wait, really? no, it came out on the 23rd. Yeah, yeah, it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't picked it up yet, clearly. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's obviously a legacy collection. It, I mean, to put a lot of love into a remaster collection and then have it kind of be botched after it left their oh, hands, oh. It's, it's really unfortunate. That would be like Bluepoint, you know, doing a remaster collection and then passing it off to, like, Sony or, like, I don't know, Naughty Dog, right, for, like, <laughs> whatever, like, final process approval. Yeah, and certification and stuff like that, and then it just goes to shit. That sucks to hear, because um, it's like you're doing like a port remaster of it. Like the the shit was already there. This game's been emulated to hell. The DNA, of the framework is there. Like so, what could you possibly break? Yeah. But game dev is complicated, long and complicated, and anything can go wrong and happen. So, ain't easy to even port. Yeah. Just another black guy in Sonic's reputation, though. The the one thing that I'm kind of skeptic about is that there is so sonic 3 and knuckles had a lot of music that was made by 
Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they had to do a lot of rearrangements around it. So, like, I'm hoping some of the music feel is, like, still there and, and captured in a different way. Is Sonic known for its music? It is, actually. Oh, yeah. that's a shock. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's getting, like, f- mostly favorable reviews. There's some good enhancements and presentation to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are really being hard on the DLC uh, roadmap approach to it and some of the reworks for the music. But, I think they've been yeah. too hard on that DLC roadmap for yeah. games that already existed for years. You think you think that's a hard one for people to take? <laughs> well, I think the idea of a Sonic remaster collection having a roadmap is it's silly to a lot of people. It's pretty fucking silly. It's silly to me. Pretty yeah. fucking silly, man. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll pick it up eventually. I'm just not really like hankering for it. Like, and I've played those games so many times. Like every time that series gets or that collection rather gets ported, GameCube, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three. Like I, I buy it. So yeah. like I've, I played those games a lot. So I'll wait. Okay. Wait for a patch, sounds like. Yeah, at least. <laughs> now, Frontiers, that's a day one, Oh, baby. there we go, man. Frontiers, <laughs> It's going to be the best 7 I've ever played. Can't wait. <laughs> I think at this rate, 7 is a godsend for that title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, maybe lower. We need to lower those expectations just a little bit. I mean, so uh, a lot of people got their hands on it. Yeah. During... A lot of people are very fucking unimpressed. A lot of people are unimpressed. Blessing Eddie Jr. and Tim Gettys from uh, Kind of Funny, they played it. They were pretty much like warm on it. They thought it was decent. Mm. Um, so, mm. And like they're the sort of Sonic fans that I could probably align my taste with okay. on things. So, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, willfully ignorant to <laughs> facts. I, <laughs> I watched this guy's skill up. He's very sure. good, by the way. He started a new podcast where he had uh, Lucy James and two other people I didn't recognize from Games Media. You could put any nerd in the room and be like, oh, they're a game, they're a game spot. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. They're well, either from GameSpot or yeah. they were from Game Informer or they're yeah. from, now from Giant Bomb. Yeah, exactly. Uh, never IGN. <laughs> they're always like, no, IGN people, they're on yeah. an island. We're going to kick the dead horse of Beyond <laughs> until nothing is left of it. Yeah, that. they they had demoed it and they played it and they were very down on it. And they yeah. were like, it's really bizarre too how like, secret of sega's being about like different portions of it um they wouldn't let you like um there are certain parts of the game that they wouldn't let you talk about at all mm-hmm. and they're like well that's really weird because like it's not giving people a full picture of what this game is and the other thing they're they're looking at and going like is there something wrong with the resolution why does it look like it's old <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what's happening here so like they weren't impressed with the the builds and it just seems like it was such a weird they're like you're ma- you're mainly fighting like weird triangles and big dead empty space Mm -hmm. and that's a fucking choice for a a franchise with like you know as colorful of a history uh as sonic the hedgehog but yeah we'll see uh one thing that we found out that we didn't know when we first talked about the reveal and gameplay stuff was that the open world is going to basically serve as a hub and then you're going to have like little zones that you kind of branch off and go to to do like more retro inspired like what 2d and 3d levels so yeah that's cool more classic style levels out of there yeah that's neat that seems like the main through line of the game that you would want to advertise yeah but uh it it is weird how like tight-lipped they're being about it and how stubborn they are against feedback they're like yeah we're not going to change anything it's it's yeah. gonna come out as it's gonna come out it's like really you yes, want to do that so many people have been saying like you should delay this game <laughs> yeah and they're like no you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> like we make games you don't uh, okay well good luck to you <laughs> yeah I, I yeah i hope it's not one of those games that comes out and further damages sonic's reputation as a, <laughs> as a franchise but yeah it seems like the best uh the the best thing that's happened to sonic's reputation in recent years is the fucking movies yeah I think so, so. Maybe just double down on movies and maybe figure out the games. Just kind of have a come to God moment. 
with the games there, right? You know? I agree. Make Dark Brotherhood 2. <laughs> Wasn't that a Bioware game? That was a Bioware game. Yeah. Bioware doesn't make games. So, I got another one on here for you, bud. Overwatch 2 overwrites Overwatch 1. Oh, wow. So that was from the bit earlier in the it's podcast. Wow, I like yes, a callback. Right? right? By Roe v. Wade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm connecting both. So... During a Reddit AMA, Overwatch 2's director Aaron Keller confirmed that the upcoming sequel will replace the original version of the game in October, calling it, quote, a replacement for the current live service, end quote. So come October 4th, when players try to boot up Overwatch, they will be prompted to update to Overwatch 2. Blizzard is pushing this model in order to retain a unified player base. This is contrary to earlier statements made by former game director Jeff Kaplan that described an ecosystem where both games could be played side by side and where PvP existed across both titles. That was a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> While Overwatch 2 is free to play, unlike the 2016 original, this update means 6v6 matches will be abolished in favor of 5v5. What's all this? And then I put a bit about... <laughs> so they had a, a first beta that was closed that ended, I think, uh, May 17th or May 18th. Uh, there's going to be a run of second beta access. This is from uh, the Blizzard website. Quote, the new opt-in web form is now available on playoverwatch.com slash beta. It's slated to stay open until June 28th unless we hit our projected maximum server capacity earlier. We'll select a small group of players when the beta goes live on June 28th. Uh, and we'll steadily add more players over time as we ramp up capacity, with the first waves of larger access grants planned to begin on July 5th. Our goal is to provide access to all players that opt into the beta by no later than July 14th. And this is not just a PC beta, it's for consoles as well. So I signed oh, up for it. Look at, oh, did you? Yeah. Got to get, get, get your fucking Listen, fix, man. huh? Got to get your fucking fix. Got to get a pro game over here. Pro gamer. I mean, I platinumed a what was overwatch one <laughs> yeah that does that mean i platinumed overwatch two you platinum nothing yeah <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna take away my trophy yeah it's gone now all your playtime <laughs> so i think this is a bewildering choice agreed i don't understand why you can't just move the fuck on mm. why do you need to overwrite the experience that's overwatch one and one of the things that kind of bothers me about it is it's almost like an argument against games being art now, stick with me. Mm -hmm. You're almost admitting that you don't give a shit about preservation. You don't care about the work that was built up since 2016 because you're just over-fucking-writing it. Mm -hmm. And so you're admitting that this is just commercial art. There's no credence or weight or worthwhile to it. There's no such thing as sacred ground mm -hmm. when it comes to this art. It is just going to be erased. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. And you shouldn't even treat it seriously. <laughs> That's how I feel about this, right? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Now, video game preservation, by and large, is a fucking joke. Like, it's it's not great, and a lot of studios and businesses don't care because they're like, oh, uh, this is a business, right? I mean, we see it with Nintendo and them just kind of, like, taking down entire eShops and not doing anything with those games nope. after the fact. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. It's like, the moment that it stops making, like, money, it's like, fuck it. So, yeah. and like, you know, they are outright telling you why they're doing it. They're, like, afraid of having a segmented audience. They're afraid that people are going to just reject the new and stick with the old. And we've seen this from Activision Blizzard before. Mm -hmm. You remember back when uh, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered came out and they were like, hey, we're going to remaster the campaign, but we're not going to do the multiplayer because we want you to play the new thing. Yeah. And it was just like, ugh, that's the, like cool. It's cool campaign, but like, dude, we want to play the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? That's no, why no, no, we no. play these games for the most part. We'll put some maps in the new one. Oh, oh, 
okay, that's not, I mean, like, even the balance and, like, the play feel of that game is what I want to experience. And so, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, Jesus Christ, you're probably going to do some fucking cynical move years from now and release Overwatch Classic, bring back 6v6, and it's going to be, like, mm-hmm. an arcade mode or whatever the fuck, and then you're going to have to make it, like, a permanent install because it's probably going to be popular, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just so, like, ugh, what are you doing, man? And Blizzard's done this shit before. Warcraft 3? fucking delisted the original version of it in favor of reforge even though reforge was a fucking nightmare mess that people yeah, criticize that. into the ground yeah it's like the, the, they're replacing their own games like they're admitting like oh fuck the old shit it's weird because we don't i mean it, it probably happens more often than we're aware of but i mean this is a, a high profile game to do it to to yeah. just completely wipe the original uh a game that came out six years ago that was very revered that Got a lot of people into multiplayer games in a new way. Did great things on the on the pro scene. Mm-hmm. Like Overwatch League was a crazy success, and they did a lot of cool forward things with esports around that as well. To completely just wipe it is just I'm with you. Like it's it's poor for game preservation. Um, it's poor for your install base that actually put a lot of hours and money into the first game to just be like, you know what, fuck it. That doesn't matter. <laughs> We're just going to give you a free-to-play game anyway. Yeah. Don't worry, though. All your stuff is going to carry over. Your loot boxes, your character skins, all that. It's all going to be there, Daniel. Don't worry. Don't worry. But listen, Aaron, I'm a little worried. Aaron? <laughs> Daniel's a little worried. Yeah. He's, he's the biggest Overwatch supporter I know. The cynic in me does see them completely just rolling this in or being like a premium thing where it's like oh you want to play the old 20 bucks 20 bucks add on to play overwatch one you know uh what was it called open queue free roll yeah you can team stack any way you want uh it'll even have the old comp feel to it (laughs) i don't don't know it's it's weird like the way they 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 marketed this game there's a lot of confusion on it like everybody's like so is it overwatch one is it a sequel what what really is it even them showing it off there's still a bit of confusion because it still is the old game like we're still seeing the old maps but oh there's weather effects and el dorado it's a different time of day now than it was in the the first game cool Mm -hmm. i mean obviously they're doing a bit more with the character kits they're overhauling a lot of characters they're adding characters changing some of the game modes right uh they're adding like a bot push mode um and then obviously tailoring a lot of the the leveling towards the single player campaign as well having like skill trees and and making it so that you can really tailor your own playstyle to each character but like that should have been its own thing like you should have still maintained the identity of what overwatch one was and just sunsetted it and like all right by like end of 2023 we're shutting down the servers because like we want you to play the new game we we need you to play the new game yeah. even though it's free to play uh <laughs> you're so. gonna play the new game and you're gonna like it yeah you're gonna get our battle passes i don't know it's it's a bummer because like that game was really special um it, it's my most played game of all time yeah. i think uh spent a lot of hours almost 2,000 hours with it well blizzard said it's not special enough to keep around well, Blizzard <laughs> makes fuckwit decisions all the time. So, Apparently they do. You know? they do. I'm so glad Microsoft bought them. They're going to be such a good company now. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other stuff we saw around it. We got a new character reveal. Junker Queen. Oh, okay. A queen Junkrat, whatever. Cool. Looks pretty neat. Um, we got a little bit more of Sojourn. Uh, that was during the Blizzard conference, I think. Or the, yeah, yeah, the Microsoft jammy thing uh i mean cool like it it looks like more overwatch i'm excited for it right i just i'm a little soured on it yeah it's a weird move man mm-hmm. 
just kind of have Overwatch 2 be Overwatch 2? Well, like, I, I get the, the impetus to, like, want to change it to 5v5, right? A lot of people felt really hindered or, like, that the idea that having to be forced to play as a second tank was really weighing down on people. People don't like playing tank. Uh, I could see why they wanted to make a lot more characters balanced and a bit more, like, aggro and offensive for like pvp and pve type Mm -hmm. stuff like i do get that but like looking at where that game started in 2016 to now it is completely different like they've been retooling characters like weekly monthly like around the clock since it first came out and now it's going to be completely different it's going to be a 180 and uh i don't know like i i just want it to be its own thing yeah that's fair that is fair i am worried about the free-to-play aspects of it for sure uh, the idea of having to get a battle pass, it sucks. From I'm, season to season, by the yeah, way. Like you can I, buy a new battle pass every season. And like, I'm going to play the game hmm. like probably for a good one to two years, especially if it's good and beyond. Like, I mean, I played Overwatch yeah. for probably five strong years until the like all the shit came out. Um, and then I kind of dipped back into it here and there just to kind of see what, what what's the new, right? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Whew. Well... Too bad video games are bad. (laughs) (laughs) They've ruined them all. Yeah. And they're deleting the ones we like. Wow. Gaming's so cool. Can't wait to explore a thousand planets on Starfield. (laughs) Yes. Endless possibilities. Yeah. The thing is, like, doing what they're doing isn't going to fix what might have been fundamentally wrong with the first game. Some of the balancing issues. (laughs) Like, there's probably still going to be problems that need to be worked out season to season. Oh, yeah. They're overriding the issues now. Yeah. I I don't (laughs) think it's going to completely, like, wipe away the blemishes. There's still going to be growing pains with it. It's still going to be imperfect at launch. Yeah, yeah. You should do, like, a a sunsetting party, right? For Overwatch 1. Mm Mm-hmm. We did it. Overwatch 2. I Well, real quick, are you excited for it at all? No. No? Hmm. I'll play it, but yeah. I'm not excited about anything anymore. No, you've been a real dour, doom yeah. and gloom Kevin mood. Oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Games are boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we did it. We Guys, did thank, it. thank you for listening to our, our June in review. Way to go, June. Look forward to more in July, maybe. We'll see. Cool. Yeah, we don't really know what we're doing with the news formats. No. Maybe if, like, really important pressing shit comes out, we'll we'll try and do, like, a news episode here and there. But I think it would be cool to maybe do the, the month in review thing again. Uh, that way it frees us up more time to do more plays, more reviews, more backtracks. More fun, man. Yeah. Because, like, I think we're, at this point, like, six years into the podcast, like, and thank you guys for listening for six fucking years. Like, sure. we, we really appreciate you sticking through this medium content that we've got cooked for you. Thank you, Uncle David. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, David. Thank you, Vargi. Thank you, Dingo, Chelsea. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, all of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The random people in Sweden that listen, we appreciate thank you, Thank you, Sweden. <laughs> But, you know, you get to the point where it's like, at the, we, we, we've always been doing it for ourselves and, and, yeah. and the people that, like, obviously, the small group of people that listen and engage to our content. But we obviously want to make it fun and fresh for ourselves. And not that we're, like, coming up with a new identity for the podcast, but we're just coming up with, like, new content pipelines that are just more engaging for us. Yeah, yeah. man. It's got to keep engaged, dude. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> got to be activated. <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't have much uh, else to to really add on top of that yeah i just want to do fun stuff um and hopefully it's fun to listen to right mm-hmm. you know 
know. Well, that's the problem. When it stops being fun, then it's yeah. like we have to take a step back and be like, is this working for ourselves? Is there something new we could be doing with it? Obviously, like regurgitating news like two weeks late, like it's obviously not timely, but we still have our white male brains and we have opinions about things that we want to talk about. Um, really got to squeeze that sponge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really drain it out. So, right? But I mean, it would be cool to do more, I think, is all. Yeah. So. Yeah, like uh, watch Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking like we, we have our two like, well, I mean, we have a lot of different formats, right? But sure. like, we, have, we have two main collections. And like, even if we wanted to go back, we'll, we'll, we'll raise this corpse in the graves. Maybe quick save, right? Maybe we could use that for quick save. for news. Quick save. Yeah, it's been Maybe. a while. I mean, I've talked about us doing like, hey, let's let's let's, let's do short form. Short, just like two, yeah. two news things. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Get on out with our lives. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Listen. Give us more time to do the other stuff that we want to do. Because like, I've always wanted to do like more deep divey stuff. Yeah. Like talking about like the game itself that isn't necessarily like oh it's like a timely review or anything like maybe Mm -hmm. more like like backtrack was supposed to be like also like incorporate games so we Mm -hmm. gotta like figure out what's the thing to go back to and talk about you know um and then yeah i like talking movies people seem to dig when we talk about movies and whatnot Mm -hmm. so more of that would be pretty neat yeah Maybe maybe do like another format where it's like what does Kevin think uh, sucks this week and uh, the answer is a lot. I mean, we don't need a format for that. You're oh, really? Just, you're you gonna seat so? it wherever you want. Like that, <laughs> the world is your oyster of when you think things suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I like not not to do too much like kind of like brain trusting at the end of the episode here. And obviously, like if if you guys have any critical feedback for us and and any things that you want to maybe see down the line, definitely let us know. Like you know whether on social media or. You know, in, in the Discord channel, or you know, text me. Let me know. Like, yeah. hey, man, I think you should do this differently. Just text Daniel. <laughs> text him with your feedback right now. <laughs> but I, I think there there's a, a structure we still need to kind of figure out with backtrack. I, I like what we we did with the first episode quite a bit, and yeah. uh, obviously, like having that kind of what what's our history with it? What's kind of the the think piece around this thing? Maybe trivia, maybe stuff like that. But I, yeah, we got to get a bit more like ironed out with the format but that's the growing pain of every new show right like it's yeah man. bumpy until we're we're smooth with it bumpy it's it's something terrible like crunchy peanut butter until it gets to smooth peanut butter oh i like crunchy peanut butter on this episode of things that kevin thinks sucks is crunchy peanut butter i don't need that crunch in there yeah so i guess we could do a podcast within a podcast podcast within a podcast this sucks with Kevin. <laughs> it'll be called Kevin Kills, and it'll be something that Kevin wants to kill. Something I want to kill? Yeah. I don't. I want to kill the concept of crunchy peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate your eyes, ears, whatever body part you put towards this episode. Right. Um, Lost and- a lot of pickup truck drivers on this episode, but that's all right. That's all right. They're bad people. <laughs> Listen, Ford doesn't need our endorsement. No, they don't. Yeah. Not at all, Ford. Yeah. <laughs> but, We're uh, Honda people. Yeah, we both have Hondas for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Honda yeah. for life. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, yeah. They say buy American, but Hondas are good, man. They built to last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I think that's Honda, the Ford. built to last. <laughs> I think it's the Ford tagline, but anyway. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it, dude. Well, guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, at Save Room Show, and uh, we'll be back when we're back. <laughs> all right. And remember to save your games. Oh! Uh, Sometimes you gotta. Uh, yeah. I made that mistake so many times. Yeah. As of late. With your, what, Eternal Darkness? Eternal fucking Darkness, man. Uh, they don't prompt you to save ever. No. <laughs> I, we're both playing through, like, Resident Evil on hardcore modes. Yeah. I mean, at least we 
did recently. And you gotta save a bit with that, even though the saves are limited, so. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You have to save. Yeah. So remember to save your game. Unless it auto-saves. And even then, probably still should save. Even then, you want a manual backup, right? Yeah. You don't want to get fucking soft-locked in a game. That's oh. the worst feeling in a game. That's bad design. That's bad design. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Blizzard? That's bad design. Don't do it, Blizzard. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs>